What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another you YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And a well, welcome, welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle Channel. Shout out to everybody. And that's you. The Ten Toes Up Gang. Shout out to you, ladies. Shout out to the Coach Gang. Shout out to uh, the Nasty Boys in the building. Shout out to everybody that's watching today's show. All right, do me a favor. Hit the like button as you enter in today's show. Let's keep that the like ratio at at least 50%. You know what I mean? Or keep the likes at however many people are in here. Or it's going to get a little belly deli in the building. Okay, we have a woman that claims that she was fired for being too thick. Oh, my goodness. All right, uh, we're talking about women and their uh, lack of accountability. All right, we always hear these fairy tales. Let's give you today's topics fairy tales about what they believe that they were fired for, all right, when they had full control of the situation. We talked about choice yesterday on the Blue Chip Mindset channel, and oftentimes you do uh, make choices in life, and there are consequences that arrive from these choices. But now we have a couple of women here that we're going to feature that were fired or they lost their contract because of something they did. And then they went and blamed it on everybody else, and they blamed it on the rain. Yeah, yeah. All right, they blamed it on the rain. So uh, today's topics, we're going to talk about a Ukrainian bouncer pounding out a bar maiden on top of a bar. Ooh, wee. How dare you? All right, right in the middle of the war. So the reason why we're going to cover that story, I cannot play the video. All right, the video will probably get me yanked. All right, but a bouncer in a nightclub pounds out a nice flat back. Boy, he pounded that flat back out on the damn bar. Wow. And the reason why we're telling you this story is, remember, we talk about um, a lot of times women are creepers. They do things on impulse. Um, and oftentimes they will do things to feel good. They will do things with bouncers and dudes in nightclubs and they will come back home like they didn't did nothing wrong. All right. It only took 15 minutes worth of work. And uh, she was full of that uh, liquid courage. And she went up there and she got pounded out right there on the bar. All right. Wow. It, it's an amazing story. So it puts these things in perspective. Oh, I want to go to girls nights out. I'll never cheat on you. I'll never do these things. You're just controlling and insecure. But. Like 10 minutes worth of work, five, uh, 15 minutes worth of flirtation. She's getting pounded out on the bar. All right. So we're going to show you the story. We can't show you anything more than the story on this one. Might be able to show you some still photos. Okay. But uh, you could do the research on your own. It's rather riveting footage here. Uh, then we're going to talk about a um, the, the young African-American woman. All right. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Yeah. Are you the greatest? Uh -huh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we're going to talk about an African-American model who lost a five-figure contract because she said um, these people are not progressive enough. She said the N-word on one of her profiles, and she she posted a booty pic, and all of a sudden, they're like, nah, we ain't can't do no business with you. And she was like, hey, what is this? Racism, sexism. Everybody's ready to run to the excuse. Then we'll talk about the woman who said she was fired for being too thick, and we'll show you pictures. And again, these pictures that I'm going to show you backs up a lot of things that I tell you. And then what else? We're going to talk about John Deloney, Dr. John Deloney. We're going to play a video of him throwing another husband under the bus with the words of a wife. And of course, Angelina Jolie is doing the same to Brad Pitt right now. Okay, do me a favor, hit the like button, and we'll get into the earlier contributions to today's show. With that being said, you can contribute to today's show via the Cash App, dollar sign CGA Live, or on Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, or on PayPal, PayPal, paypal.me backslash coach. 
Greg Adams. And I got to put that in there again. Oh, my goodness. Kaylee slipping again. Uh, Kaylee had too many lunch breaks yesterday. All right. It was a lunch break every every about 20 minutes. She would start working and I would say, don't you need a lunch break? And she was like, yeah, yes, daddy, I need a lunch break. All right. Anyway, <laughs> that's what happens if Kaylee's the assistant right there. She'd probably get no work done throughout the day. And then I would be having sexual harassment charges. Um, somebody says, uh, <laughs> oh, man, um, interesting. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, let's see. Let's get to the earlier contributors to the day show. Let's see what's up on Venmo. Let's see what's up on Venmo real quick. What do we got here going on over here? Uh, who we got? Uh, oh, Albert Ingram is back. Thank you, man. Let's go ahead and give you a sponsorship at this particular point. He says, you might disagree with me, coach, but I think the majority of your haters on YouTube are men, not women. He says, which is crazy because you are actually trying to help and save men from society that benefits that 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 benefits off ignorant men. So, yeah, I mean, I think obviously the the biggest, you know, whatever, if you're in this sphere called the manosphere or any association to red pill or anything, the biggest haters you're going to have are men because we're going to be exposed more to men. So not many women are going to be coming over here. I think I look at my my algorithm or not my algorithm, my my little stats analytics every now and then. I'm not a big analytic person. But um, I think my audience is maybe 5% female, maybe, <laughs> okay? Uh, so, and then those 5% female, they're not going to have time to be hating on everybody. You know what I mean? Especially big channels, they don't have time to do that. doesn't benefit them. So the majority of the watchers are going to be men. So the majority of the haters are going to be men, single mother race men or men who just vehemently disagree, or you could say blue pill men or uh, com competing uh, YouTubers. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, the, 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 I have proof that the, that some of the, my biggest issues on this platform have been caused by men and mostly either male content creators or their legions of fans. All right. So that's definitely what happens. Anytime a male content creator in this space has an issue, it's either a legion of fans that you've taken shots at or the, the person you set the, the person itself or himself that you've taken shots at or that have a beef. So that's why, that's where the majority of the problems are coming from. It ain't going to be like some blue-haired, nose-ring woman at YouTube pushing the button. You know, every now and then you might have to deal with a blue-haired, feminist, young Generation Z or millennial woman going, this is reprehensible. That might happen every now and then, <laughs> All right? So most of the time it's Mitch's. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> most of the time it's mitches or somebody that that's what it is so uh anyway it's part of the job it is what it is i i i just anyway uh i don't like to think about it because you know people are these are livelihoods that people are affecting these are opportunities that people are affecting and of course because they are they're ill-equipped Ill or they're not willing to do what they want to do on their part of the world they got to affect everybody else who's actually doing the doing the work right he said Mitch Gumberg. Yeah, the Mitch Gumbergs of the world. Um, let me see here. Where are we at here? But yeah, like I said, I don't like to engage in beefs for 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 those reasons, is because then it starts people start people don't really realize. I'm gonna just let you guys know here. Uh, because people will say, Oh, this person was talking about you, this person was talking about you. I'll send my little sneak diss. I rarely ever directly diss, all right, unless it's just egregious. 
Uh, but I don't want to engage in long-term beefs because it never helps. And nobody really wins the beef. You know, everybody stands there, stands on their square. This person stands on their square. And uh, I really don't care about these people to begin with. But uh, ultimately, I think it hurts your platform to engage in those long-term beefs, unless the person is just that much higher than you. And then they, you know what I mean? Then you can get, get attention. Other than that, nah. Other than that, no. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. These people don't matter to me. Like, I don't think about them other than that. Moose Hefner is in the building. He says, my daughter is 12 years old. Uh-oh, hold up. All right, hold on for a second. He says, my daughter is 12 years old, and I've been in her life actively since birth. She has known me to have three girlfriends. We were talking, when we were talking about her mom sarcastically, wait, and we were talking about, sorry. We were talking about something. I think you left something out, and I believe it's the mom. We were talking about mom, and she sarcastically said to me, mom has had like 18 boyfriends. In these streets. I told her that her mom is the type who always has to have a boyfriend, and she replied, I know. If my daughter was a boy, I would have red-pilled him, and her mom praying mantis me. All right. And monkey branch. So, again, uh, listen, this is kind of what happens in our world today with uh, with kids. Um, they're getting most kids are going to be in a most kids statistically are going to be in a split home or a stepdaddy, stepmommy situation, co-parenting divorce. OK, especially if you're talking about the black community, which I know you're a brother, brother. In this situation, they're going to see their mother try to level up, level up, or try to hang on, or commit, uh, they're, they're constantly going to be codependent. They're going to constantly be trying to find a relationship, the next man that works. Unfortunately, these women, these so-called mothers, are putting their children right in full view of their debauchery. Matter of fact, there is a funny, <laughs> now that you bring this up, there is a funny, um, mean that i just saw come up on instagram and i want to see if i saved it i'm going to show you um what's my man's name hassan campbell style again all right we got to go hassan campbell again all right so you know that meme where they're doing the clapping sound in the background and the kids or the kids screaming or the woman screaming in the background where well here's a here's a meme of a young boy playing video games let me see if i can find it oh, i did find it all right so here it is right here it says your mama Paying off your new Xbox she just got back. She just got from Mr. Charles. Okay, let's play the audio. Let's see if we can play the audio. Wait, let's see if it is the audio in. Oh, why can't I hear the audio? All right, so anyway. So the audio is the, anyway, the sex noise in the background. Listen. Oh. It's this. Okay, sorry. Uh, your mama paying off the Xbox. Your mama paying off the new Xbox she got from Miss Charles. All right, so that's the meme right there, <laughs> Mr. Charles. And so, Mr. Brooks, Mr. Charles, we've all been Mr. Charles at one particular point, right? And so, uh, your kids are getting a front row view. They may not know everything that's going on, right? Somebody said, "How was that funny?" This is this is the world we live in. That's what I'm telling you. So, a lot of mothers. A lot of your baby mamas are bringing in man after man after man after man after man. And a lot of times these men come in and be mentors temporarily. They'll clap the mother's cheeks and there'll be a new man. It's crazy. It is crazy. Somebody says they're normalizing selling it. Guys, where are you 
you know what I mean? They, I, I'm waiting for you guys to wake up. I'm waiting for you guys to wake up. They're normalizing selling. As a matter of fact, let me give you another clip. All right, did I think I showed this one to you already? Uh, of the uh, the room, the whole roommate, uh, slurping it down, uh, joke. Of of they're normalizing this idea of selling. As a matter of fact, New York and Los Angeles, they're kind of getting rid of prosecuting these things, and it's it's going on right here. So here's a. <laughs> Okay, so oh, 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 let's go ahead and remove that. So there it is again, you know, and they're not calling it selling it. They're like, hey, we're paying rent. We got to do what we got to do. We're independent. I got to support my eyelash business. I got to. This is what they're doing, man. It's crazy. Somebody said she waiting her turn. It's crazy. So it's going to be hard to come back from this. It's going to be hard to come back from this. So we got to be prepared. So shout out to Moose Hefner. Yeah, your daughter's being exposed to the natural occurrences of split families when your kid's going to be in front row seats. Um, I actually, when I, since my divorce and my kids, my kids have only known me to date two women. So like Moose Hefner said, my kids have only known me to date two women. They actually like, they're like some of you incels out here at talking about I'm a virgin. Like I never put my business out in the street, in these streets for my kids. In these streets. Like the only thing they possibly can know is if they just stumble upon, like if they just watch my content, sometimes my son would watch my content. Then he's like, okay, but I want them to believe that, you know, cause people are like, they need to see healthy relationships. No, most of the time a kid does not see a healthy relationship. They don't, they see toxic relationship. They see men and women coming and going. They see sex. They see, um, I remember one time again, the, the woman that sent me to the red pill, I introduced her to my kids probably about six to eight months into where we were dating. I had a rule. I was like, I will not introduce you to my kids. Why? At some particular point, I was like, this looks like they seem they will last. And um, I introduced her to my kids. We broke up a week later. My kids asked about that woman for two or three years. Hey, what happened to, we're going to call her LaTanya. Where's LaTanya? I was like, I had to tell her, LaTanya moved to another state. When are we going to see LaTanya? And I swear to God, I this is what happens. I remember because when I introduced them, it was kind of like Halloween. It was around Halloween. So I remember she was like, hey, I want to go trick-or-treating with you and the kids. I was like, so we end up, she got a costume. I got a costume. I took my kids. They were young. They were probably like seven or eight or something like that. We, we go trick-or-treating in one of the nicest neighborhoods in Newport. So we go um, trick-or-treating. We come back. And I was like, all right, kids, you know, let's spread out the candy. I take I used to take like 85 percent of their candy and then give them 15 percent of it. Take 85 percent and eat it myself. They'd be like, what happened to all that candy? Oh, I gave it away to the dentist. But anyway. I was like, all right, kids, time to go to bed. And uh, my kids were like, oh, OK, yeah. Um, but uh, where's Latanya sleeping? <laughs> and they and then um, they was like, um. And I was like, what? And it was like, yeah, uh, but but where's she going to sleep? On the couch? <laughs> I was like, um, no, because when I lock you in your room, you know what's about to happen. <laughs> but they were young. You know what I mean? You can't tell them that. So they were kind of like weirded out that this woman is about to sleep in my bed. They were like, whoa. 
Yeah, it wasn't Lola Tanya. Yeah, but they was like, as far as they knew, as much as they knew, it was me and their mom. It was me and their mom. Any other woman, they were like, what, what is this? <laughs> so uh, imagine a woman doing this with 5, 10, 50, 11 men. It traumatizes the kid. It damages the kid. It damages the kid. And especially when the kid has to get their Xbox paid for by Mr. Charles. Anyway. Let me see here. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Hold on for a second. Shout out to Billy the Kid with the major, major sponsorship, man. He says, Coach just wanted to sponsor the show and send something towards the Coach Greg Adams Junior College Scholarship Fund. Yes. A peace leave is a terrible thing to waste. Are we here already? Are we doing this already? This is already out of this is already out of hand. All right. We're listen, takes 25 minutes to get through these here. This is KJ. While listening to financial information, the number one advice was hope is not a good strategy. Fellas, hold the line and focus on your purpose. All right. So I'm giving you real critical information here. Hope is not a strategy. Anybody could tell you that. Anything that depends depends or hinges on hope is failed. All right, you're, you're going to absolutely fail and flop. Never depend on hope. Have a plan. All right, we got, um, uh, oh, I got uh, Warhammers in the building. He says, I got hit. Wait, I got to hit her cat two more times before I dip out. Okay. All right, yep. Oh, oh, we were talking about that yesterday. That must have been from yesterday. Yes, that was from yesterday, but it must have been the show was off. All right, J-Flow, for the Weight Watchers Don't Work membership. Oh, man, I need to get that clip. Shout out to the coach gang. J-Flow is in the building. Uh, Tay Tay is in the building. He says, if I delete dating apps, how do I get girls? Um, in this situation here, well, somebody's telling you to delete dating apps. I'm not one that's I say delete, I say dating apps are a waste of time, but you can use them. <laughs> I mean, you can use them, but the other situation is most of the women are doing dating apps, but there are other opportunities for you to do this as I talk about cold, cold, um, cold approaches. Warm leads, hot referrals, okay? So there are ways to be around situations. So that goes into the coaching program, and that's a little bit much for me to handle right now. But cold approaches, warm leads, hot referrals. How many remember me talking about that? Because people just think I'm saying segregate from women, don't talk to them, okay? I'm not saying that. But if you're going to go on Tinder, and that's going to be your number one avenue, that's probably going to lead you into wasting time, okay? But if you want to go into monk mode, delete the dating apps, yes. Somebody says, me, I remember. So cold approach, this is why I don't deal with cold approach, but then there's warm leads and hot referrals. I told you that there's different levels to this ish. Dating apps. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, Who is it? Is it Joshua or Hosea? He says, but coach, she thick. And the diets don't work the same. All right, we're almost done. And VMAD says, Coach, got to add Thanos' failure line to the soundbite. And I can't because it, it's going to get flagged. All right, it's one of the Marvel and Disney don't play. Marvel and Disney do not play. So certain things I can actually, I might be able to get it on the audio, but we'll see. All right, let's see here. I might be able to get it on the audio. We'll, we'll see. I can challenge it. All right, so let's get into the first part of this show. Ukrainian bouncer. Pounds out a barmaiden. All right, I have to be careful with this story because even New York Post says what. I'm, and, and lately, I've been getting a lot of my my um. I've been getting a lot of age restricted content, and it's old content. 
That's why I hate keeping old content on my channel. It's good, but but somebody will age restrict a year old video. Bouncer has segs with naked woman in nightclub as patrons cheer them on. I can't show you this video, okay? A bouncer. Remember, we're talking about nightclub activity. We're talking about your girlfriend's going to a nightclub. We're talking about how women engage in sex and they keep it on the low. We talk about, I talk about how men are dogs and women are cats. All right, they'll meow, meow, meow. We talk about women dipping in and out. 15 minutes, they'll get they'll get pounded out. And then they'll be like, what did you do all day? Oh, you know, I was busy. And, and you never know. A bouncer has been jailed. A bouncer has been jailed after he was caught on camera romping with a naked patron inside of a nightclub in Crimea. As you guys know, they're having a war over there, allegedly. New, 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 new world order. Remember, I've given you several examples of women who have made arrangements with dudes like bouncers at nightclubs. Yeah, they come back for those guys. They meet them the first night. They go to girls nights out. The second night, they do a little flirtation there. The third night, they get pounded out or they suck them off. The fourth night, they meet the bar bouncer in Vegas. Okay, that's what, that's how it works. That's how your girlfriend and your wife does it. The X-rated incident occurred in the city of Sevenstopol on Monday night, just hours before a series of explosions, a series of explosions broke out at the nearby Saki Saki Air Base, Crimea, which is once once a part of Ukraine, was annexed by Russia back in 2014. But the shameless shaggers seemed unconcerned about the ongoing war in the region, instead making explosions on their own. Shocking footage filmed by another customer showed the bouncer and the brazen beauty standing atop a counter while having public intercourse. And this is more than intercourse. They were they were banging. In full view of the club, the shirtless guard is seen thrusting at the grasping brunette from behind. Oh, as she's holding on to the ceiling grating, ceiling grating to keep her balance. There's a couple of steel photos. I got a little screen by that. That's the guy right there. It says right here, I had to scream by it. The perverted pair without any inhibitions while loud music of the, wait, the perverted pair romp without any inhibitions while loud music blared in the background of the establishment, which was relatively empty. The footage then cuts to the woman on her knees in front of a muscular, the muscular minder as she performed oral on him. Both appear unfazed by fellow drinkers filming the sexy stunt. With one excitable eyewitness even moving in extremely close, just inches away from the action. In Russia, public sex is punishable by a small fine and up to 15 days in the gulag. Police got wind of the raunchy film after it was posted on social media and immediately started a search for the kinky culprits. Yeah, this is Chad. Guys, this is how... This is how women have, remember, we talked about this yesterday. The handsome guy versus the sexy guy. The fine guy versus the guy he's, you're cute, you're, you're the that's you guy. And that's you. My hubby versus Chad. Okay, so she will drop draws for Chad. Bouncers at nightclubs, you know what I mean? The super giga Chad, they will drop, not all, listen, the one women, not me. The majority of them will drop. 15 minutes of action, and they'll be leaking Chad coming back to you back home. Says right here, in a statement released on Wednesday, the directorate of the Ministry of Internal Affairs of Ruski, Russia, it says said they quickly determined the identity of the man 
a 32-year-old man who works at the establishment as a bouncer. Oh, man. Oh, it's not a Chad. It's a Vlad. All right, you're right. It's a Vlad. Vladsky. The male participant was identified as a 32-year-old worker who worked at the establishment as a bouncer. He was jailed for 14 days. Um, I got a screen past that one. But as you can see, all right, you see that right there? He has been in administrative detention for 14 days. Meanwhile, the, the female participant remains at large. They can't find the woman. They can't find her. With the spokesman saying the whereabouts of the second participant in the incident is being established to bring her to justice. It appears to be the summer of love in Europe with numerous headlines hitting, uh, hitting instances of public intercourse taking place across the continent. Now, I predicted this. Remember this? If you guys have been watching me for a long time, I said after we come out of COVID, people will be having intercourse right there out in the open. I don't know if you remember that. That's a Coach Udama's prediction. Now, I thought it would be far worse, but it probably is worse than we actually know. But I said this. I said, after this lockdown, people will just be grabbing each other in the middle of the, in the, middle of the street. I'll take you. Okay. Uh, wow. So interesting story there. If you do want to do your own research on that one, there is video. There is a full video of the act, and it is unadulterated. It is unadulterated animalistic sex there. So anyway, wow, this just proves what we talk about. Somebody said she cut her hair off. And she was like, go ahead. She was like, can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? All the persons of the world will be loving each other in harmony. Yes, it's all right. All right, shout out to Michael Jackson and the Jackson 5. All right, so next story we're going to go to is a model. <laughs> a model who loses a five-figure contract because of her booty pictures. Yes, her booty, 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 All right, yes, man. Oh, man, shout out to this model. It's a sister. Sister, you been on. Oh, my mind. Her name is Ebony. Oh, my goodness. That's that probably should be on the names of women to avoid dating. Let's go ahead and uh, see if we can bowl the film here. Uh Oh, OK. Uh, as you can see, I'll get one shot at Instagram since I'm not signed in. Uh, it says right here. <laughs> Let's listen to her video. Ebony Davis, PSA, black creators. So she said this is the picture. In these streets. I can't with these people. Okay, so this is this person is a <laughs> this person is allegedly a model with a with a contract somewhere. Okay. I can see her. She's pretty. She got that long neck. She got she got her collarbone out. She's pretty. Um, so this is the picture she posted that got her in trouble. You see this? She has one of these fishnetish type um outfits on and looks like it's head to toe and she's got her booty poked out and now she's gonna say discrimination she's gonna say discrimination let's go ahead and roll the film here i'd like to take a minute to discuss the harsh reality that black content creators face all right so she ran she ran out the harsh reality that black content creators face content creators i thought you were a model 
I guess you can be all of this there, but like I'm a model, a part-time DJ. I do eyelashes on the side, and I'm also a L'Oreal model at the same. Okay. Now we're making this for black issue. I recently lost out on a five-figure brand deal for posting this picture. <sighs> you lost it. You fumbled the bag. That You definitely fumbled the bag, but go ahead. With this caption. What's the caption? I can't see it. Nowhere in the contract were there any stipulations given around what kind of content I could post. <laughs> I have to pause it because we're talking about how ridiculous this is. Hey, there's nowhere in the contract that stipulates what type of content I can post. Again, dude, listen, no accountability. And this is how people continue to dodge accountability. And they're going to always use gender. They're always going to use whore culture, whore culture, 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 culture. They're going to use this horse culture. They're going to use race and gender. They're never going to say, damn, I fumbled that bag. <laughs> okay, here we go. Except for the branded content, which would be approved by the company. Mm -hmm. As for my personal content, nothing was said. This is why you have separate pages. All right. If you want to have a personal content, you can go under a pseudonym. You're trying to be a L'Oreal model over here. You could have a pseudonym name over here, promote it. But if you're doing it on the same page because you're trying to monetize the followers, then you caught your ass. You caught your ass. You got your ass in a bind. After posting that picture and posting that caption, I received a phone call from my agent saying that the company thought it was inappropriate. Yes. And I just want to take a second to unpack that. When I They always got to unpack something. All right, let's unpack that and see what 400 years of racial discrimination looks like and, and 8,000 years of women discrimination. Mm. No, you fumbled the bag. All right, that's what it is. But they don't want to call that. They, they don't want to be like, all right, I fumbled the bag. I read that caption. I read a playful articulation of the love I have for my man. It's been generally agreed upon by the black community for decades that the N-word isn't derogatory. It's a term of endearment. Okay, so she's going, I think she put in there, let me just see, because the article doesn't, it's not formatted pretty, very well. So I think she put uh, N-word, my ninja took the picture or something like, oh, here it is right here with these teeth. What is these teeth in here? My ninja took these. She took the picture. All right, uh, hold on for a second. I got to get these damn thing off. All right, with them teeth. My ninja took the picture. That's what she put and with hearts on it. But she didn't say ninja. She said, never ignorant, getting goals accomplished. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? Do you know what I'm talking about? I'd like to take a what the hell? Oh, my bad. We'll listen to this bullshit space. again. I recently lost out on a five figure brand deal for posting this picture with this caption. Nowhere in the contract were there any stipulations given around what kind of content I could post <laughs> except yeah. for the branded content, which would be approved by the company. As for my personal content, yeah. nothing was said. Mm. After posting that picture and posting that caption, I received a phone call from my agent saying yeah. that the company thought it was inappropriate. It was, yes, yes. And I just want to take a second to unpack that. I'll unpack it. When I read that caption, I read a playful articulation of the love I have for my man. L lies, lies. It's been generally agreed upon by the black community for decades that the N-word isn't derogatory. It's a term of endearment. Okay, so you can't get mad, all right, uh, if white people say it in the not traditional decade of of term of endearment you're mad you would be irate you would be beside yourself but now you said it and they held you accountable for it you can't cry we own the word no you don't 
brings us to the photo. Yet again, when I look at this picture, I see playfulness. I see a black girl living her best life. having. Damn, boy. Hey, man, I'll tell you, man. I don't know why you guys try to keep black women in check. <laughs> Dude, they will not listen. They will not learn. They will not hold themselves accountable. It is a waste of your time. I love when them PUAs jump on here. You got to learn how to keep these black women accountable and keep them in check. Mm. Hell no. The minute one gets sideways, we showed you that woman that got arrested. Talking about Mr. Brooks. The minute they start talking out the side of their neck, just leave their ass hanging, bro. Man, you got to let them fail. Fun. There's nothing inappropriate about it to me, especially mm. not in the world we live in today. Okay, so she said there's nothing inappropriate, especially in the world we live in today. She's right, because that was pretty that was pretty whack, although your peace leave was out pointed to the camera and your booty hole. But I don't know what to tell you. All right. But but that's normal. Yeah. So she's right on that. It's pretty normal. But you are a professional. You're a professional model, allegedly. Centuries, black women's bodies have been scrutinized. They've been picked apart. They've been deemed what? unworthy. They've been deemed inappropriate. And this is yet again an extension of that. Oh, crime. my God. <laughs> so she went to. She went to for centuries, for 400 years. Black women's bodies have been just been demeaned, dis, uh, scrutinized. What? Oh, my God, boy, they be reaching, man. They'll be reaching. So she reaching again. Oh, man, it's all because it's the black woman's body. No, because I would have piped that down. Look at that flat back. She got flat back, flat front. I would have piped it down junior college time. I would have got up in there. I would have demeaned it. Nobody's demeaning black women's bodies like that. What are you talking about? Everybody demeans all women's bodies, if we're being honest. <laughs> okay. If we're being honest, everybody objectifies women's bodies, women included. It's one of those things. If you don't want to, if you don't like it, change your gender. I'm sorry. That's just how it works to be a woman. Nobody's stopping that anytime soon. She's reaching. It's the hypersexualization of the black female body, which you put your booty out there. Like you, what do you, the hypersexual? Why did you tilt your booty to the screen? For attention, for likes. Your ninja took the picture and you posted it. You objectified yourself. You demeaned yourself then. But now you're saying everybody's demeaning you and objectifying you and hypersexualizing you. You're a model, for goodness sakes. Modeling is just a, a, a thin line between prostitution. Okay, stop. It's You got a pimp. You got the pimp art directors, the pimp people walking you down, up and down the thing here. The millionaires making side bets on you. Which has led to this very conversation. The only way someone else could deem this as inappropriate is if they projected their sexual desires onto me. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you put your peace leave out there and your booty hole. You put it out there for everybody to see. Very sexualized. And then you're saying we're projecting our. <laughs> hey, man, if you have daughters and mothers and this is what you have to deal with and you have cousins and nieces, this is this, this, this shit, bro. This is why I be leaving women alone, man. I can't take y'all seriously. I cannot take y'all seriously, bro. I mean, listen, I know this isn't all women, but come on. It's not all of you because you haven't been put in this situation. As soon as you get put in this situation, you're going to be shuffling. 
This woman is, she got the new definition of shuffling. Wow. She cannot be real. All right, let's continue. Or if they projected their underlying judgments onto me, which is what we call prejudice. Prejudiced. <sighs> Even the pretty ones, the beautiful ones, always smash the picture. Always, every time. Now, typically, I would brush that off and say, that's a you problem. But it becomes a me problem because it threatens my livelihood. She she put the picture out there. It wasn't like somebody snatched her phone and put the picture out or, or hacked her phone and put the picture out. She put the picture out herself. And now she's going in there saying she's the victim. She's crying. Oh, my God. Lord, help me. I suffered through the years and shed so many tears. What the hell? Just the same way these systems of oppression have threatened the livelihood of black women for centuries. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, sisters, y'all got to get it together, man. You know, I left y'all alone. I left like 99% of y'all alone already. Y'all got to get it together, man. Y'all struggling as a people. You guys are struggling. These are your leaders right here. You guys are struggling as a people, and it gets worse and worse every generation. I Listen, I'm sympathetic. I wish it was better for you, but you guys shoot your own self in the foot. You guys shoot your own self in the foot, and then you be coming here with the most unprotected, and then it's this bullshit. Wow. Furthermore, you want access to my audience, which is mostly Black women, without actually having a full appreciation for Black culture. Why is it that what's considered appropriate or professional is always adjacent to whiteness? You want the activist part of me that's articulate and intelligent, but that's just one side of my black girl magic. <sighs> Did she call herself an activist? She said activist. She said activist as if she was Martina Luther King. She said access to your black audience? Activist? Black girl magic. She said black girl magic. <laughs> Your black girl magic. Has anybody ever ordered black girl magic? Has anybody ever said, you know what I would like? I'd like some black girl magic. Can you send about two cups of black girl magic over? This is a concoction of something created by black women themselves. Okay. And they're calling it magic, but. Can you magically raise your income? Can you magically get off uh, EBT? No? Nope. Can y'all magically? Never mind. Because the other side of me knows how to turn up and throw this ass. And that's what I'm going to do. We don't have to separate who we are in order to please these companies. We don't have to erase or hide any aspect of our personality in order to get these bags. If okay, so she says she wants to be a hoe. She was like, I'm a hoe. You know I'm a hoe. How did you know? Because I told you so. <laughs> All right. She was like, when it's time to hoe, we can be a hoe. And y'all can't do nothing. That's our black girl magic. You can't handle me at my back that ass up. You don't deserve me at my I have a dream. Oh, nigga. I, it's over. It's over. Send the meteor and the asteroid same time, please. Uh, Lord, Lord, what time you send in the asteroid? Did you hear that, bro? Wait, 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 wait. I can't even replay that shit. Yo, man.
it's over. Guys, when I say it's over, it's over. These are these are these are women. <laughs> Did I say the N word? Did I say it? I didn't know I said it. These are this is why game is dead. This is why dating is dead. All right, she has a boyfriend though. I would love to see. It's over, man. This is this is the mentality of people when you give them empowerment. Now they take it to the full extent. They take it to the full extreme. Now she said, if you can't have me, if you can't have me at my back that ass up, <laughs> you can't have me at my I have a dream. Sheesh. It's over. It's over for like 80, 90% of people. All right. The rest of you guys, don't tell me. This is just, I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, let's get into the, what more can I say? Oh, man. Y'all got to stop banging these women, man. That's what it is. I mean, I'm the same. You know, women be saying, and there's a woman here, Kenya from Cali. Shout out to Kenya from Cali. She says, hoish ghetto thotty is not black culture. It's degenerative culture, albeit fun. Black culture was decent and dignified for most of our history. No one is a victim in this situation. Shout out to, listen, there's some sisters that got a head on their shoulder because in the next stories I tell you, there are women. Unfortunately, the women are extremely silent. Um, or uh, they, they don't speak up enough against women like this. Uh, it is, men, it is not your job to keep women in check. Okay, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to say this right now. All right, this is going to go against all game theory. It is not your job to keep women in check. Okay, not 24-7. It's not, you know whose job it is for to keep women in check? It's women's job. It's women's job. And forever, women kept women in check. Not men. The women kept women in check, meaning the elder women, the women who were older, they kept the young women in check. They said, uh-uh, no, you ain't coming out like that. Uh-uh, you know, the mothers kept the daughters in check. See, that's gone now. It's all gone. Th these women are raised by, I don't know what they even call them, mastodons. These people are raised by women competing with their daughters. They trying to be in these streets like their daughters. They twerking on, they're twerking on their own kid. They're twerking in front of their kids, these older Generation X women. So no longer are the older women keeping the younger women in charge uh, in check. And so by the time you get in there, he said raised by wolves. By the time you get in there, now you got to keep the woman in check. And she's won 25, 30 years uh, unchecked, unchecked. And now you're supposed to come in there and impute some common sense into this person. And it's over. It's absolutely shameful. So, guys, I'm going to tell you something right now. If you hear a man say you can't keep your woman in check, you have to ask, who raised these women? I'm not supposed to raise, uh, keep these damn, these damn animals in check, these hyenas or whatever you want to call them, these wolves. I'm not supposed to keep these women in check and teach them how to be a woman from the beginning. That's what women are supposed to do. Women are supposed to raise these people right. But, of course, they can't raise them right. Daughters are out of control. The mom is trying to please the daughter. The mom is trying to keep the daughter away from the father. And then all of a sudden, when these women run out here, and I'm not accountable for myself. It's your fault. It's oppression. Then we're supposed to come in and keep them in check. Hell no. It's a waste of time. Do not do it, gentlemen. And don't feel bad because you can't keep modern women in check. They're uncheckable. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late. Where are we at? Algorithm. Oh, here we go right here. Uh, Mr. Gourmet. He says, shout out to John's Gourmet. He says, over here, CGA, best part of the day, best edutainment worldwide in the building. Yes, indeed, we are worldwide, international coach gang, even from Crimea. Turnpike Tyrone, 
always play Disney music in the background when recording segs. So if it is ever leaked, Disney lawyers will make it all go away. Ooh, that's a good bit of advice. Mm, that's a good bit of advice right there. Wow. Wow. Albert Ingram, black women want to be able to do what they want without criticism. They degrade themselves point blank, period. And fortunately, a lot of women put her in her place in that particular video. They didn't let her get away with that. They were like, nah, sis, <laughs> do not come over here with that bullshit because you fumbled the bag. And guys, women will fumble bags. If you've been following my custody situation, women, dude, they will fumble a bag and blame you. It's absolutely disgusting. It's like, ladies, I, I don't correct ladies over here because I really don't care. <laughs> I would love to see you fail. In fact, I like to see people fail. It's more for me. <laughs> I'm like, good, going out there. Oh, but ladies, y'all got to really realize that in terms of planning and having a plan and a vision, sure, you probably dealt with immature guys, and I get it. Not every dude is on their P's and Q's. But in terms of planning, you guys are not equipped with this. Stop. You need to stop and back it up just a little bit. Let somebody else, Jesus, take the wheel. Jesus, take the will. You guys are ill-equipped because you're always going to do the emotional or the impulsive thing. Nine times out of ten, you're going to do emotional or impulsive. It's your Achilles heel. See, when I when I scout people, I was in charge of scouting when I was a, a coach. I used to scout people, and I used to tell people their strengths and weaknesses. And we all have strengths and weaknesses that we need to accept. You can't have it all. I have strengths and weaknesses, and my weaknesses I've accepted, and I guard against them. Like, if my weakness is my Achilles, I would wear something to protect my Achilles. But you guys go out unprotected, and you guys go out thinking you can do this. You guys are, it's like crazy, and then you go blaming other, see, now that's the worst part of it, is then when you fail, you blame everybody. It's Jermaine's fault. I'm like, no, you failed. You failed to have a plan. Your plan was obviously to have to double dip. They always double dipping. You know what I mean? They always double dipping. So what they'll do is they'll they'll say they're going to do it on their own and their plan. But you got to provide the wallet. Well, I'm going to do what I want to do, but you're going to pay for it. Like, wait a minute. No, if you're doing what you want to do, you got to pay. You can't be like, but you, the government and these men need to pay and do what they're supposed to do. No, if you're doing what you want to do, you pay and you come up with the plan. Now, if your plan fails, it's your fault. And I let people fail just like that. And I don't care who you are, man. I'll let you fail. Ladies, your, your attempt at planning is dismal. You're going to do the impulsive thing and throw yourself off. And then you're going to make excuses. It's crazy. Billy the Kid says, coach. Why won't sisters admit she's wrong? He says she's in denial. I can tell you Gil Gaggers gave her a three-figure deal. <laughs> My goodness. Oh, that's the other part of it. Because anyone who supports her, her message ultimately cannot support her financially. They can't replace the five figures that she lost. But they're going to be like, yeah, you go, girl. No, somebody needs to tell her you're an idiot. You fumbled the bag and own up to it. Somebody needs to tell her she needs to get on her knees and do whatever she needs to do to apologize to whoever she lost that five-figure deal and go clean it up. They need to pull her to the side. They say, clean it up. 
Go suck off whoever you need to suck off. Go apologize. Write a letter. I provided a template po- apology for whoever you need to. That's what they need to do. Not this 400 years of oppression and then objectifying black women's body. That's that's hogwash. Okay. A proper person would have said, look, hey, give me the direct contact for the person. The Straggle Daggle Association will send the letter in support of your apology. That's what they should have done, but they don't do it. <laughs> so hey, Vincent says, why don't she use her black girl magic? You cold. Double R in the building. What did you have to say? Then we'll get over to Cash App. Raul in the house. He said, did you see? The simp on Fresh and Fit last night, report back, Sean. I know he had a guy, there was a rapper, 600-something. And I was going to do a video on this guy, not from Fresh and Fit's show, which I didn't, I wasn't able to catch. But he was on another thing, and I saw him, and there was something else. So I don't know what he said on Fresh and Fit. Did he come out and fully simp? Crazy. 600-something, I can't remember. He's a rapper. These modern-day rappers, man, they they build differently. They are built differently. Shout out to VMAD in the building. Yes, indeed. Boob is in the building. He says, pedophilic ninja uh, alligator fun. <laughs> we call them metaphiles over here. Wait a minute. <laughs> metaphiles. Uh, who we got here? Um, shout out to Michael. Michael M. Thank you for the significant uh, contribution. Your boy Scoot is back in the building. Indeed. Baker says, CGA, uh, just want to say to all the haters, go suck on these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, pause. Wow. All right. Shout out to the haters. But listen, there's people who can. You can disagree with my philosophy. It's okay. Uh, But, you know. Shout out to James Jones. He says, uh, she says, you're 40. I'm 40. We'd make a wonderful power couple. And that's you. Nope. I fell for that plenty of times. When we we get to this next story, I'm going to show you. All right, shout out to the dictator, pause. He says, I was ready to pay, but the sister got a man. Oh, there you go right there. Yeah, she had a man. So my ninja took these pictures. So let him support you. Oh, one thing you always should use. One thing you should always use. A lot of times in the court of public opinion, a woman will come take swipes at you. Let's say you're breaking up or you go through a divorce and um, they run back to their parents and their parents are angry with you or her family members are angry with you. And they say, Hey, you need to do this. You need to do that. And you can remind them, Hey, we're no longer married. You support them. See the one thing that people need to do when they have uh, daughters or when they have relatives, female relatives, and um, they say their man's doing this and that and say, well, listen, if you can't support yourself, you probably need to either stay with him and get on this program or you need to learn how to support yourself. Probably not going to be the best plan for yourself because you probably can't support yourself. With that being said, I'm not supporting you. Okay, now I'll make sure you get out of the situation safely so you're not putting yourself in harm's way. However, I'm not going to support you financially. That's your problem. Now, if you want me to support you financially, here it is. Everything I tell you to do, you better do. Now, what you're going to find out is you're probably going to have a better deal over there, (laughs) right? Because once I start breaking bread, my rule is law. You're going to think I'm an abusive person once I start paying you, all right? Because if I'm paying you, I call the shots. I don't care what you guys want to think about that. Look, it pays the cost to be the boss. That's the bottom line on this earth. He who has the most 
makes the rules, pays the cost or to be the boss. Now, if I'm not paying the cost, now you have room to be like, well, I don't want to do what you're saying to do. Okay, we can argue about that. Now I'm going to have to wrestle you. But when it comes down to this situation here, if I'm paying the bills, you're doing what I'm telling you to do. You're doing what I'm telling you to do. If I'm providing, you're doing what I'm telling you to do. It's about, there's no wiggle room out of this one. There's no wiggle room. Somebody's going to say, well, what about, what about if she's paying the bills? First of all, I would never let no woman pay all of my bills. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> there's nothing player about that. That's player. She pays all of my bills. No, I would never let that happen. I'm too much of a Thanos to make that happen. Because in my world, whoever pays the cost is the boss. I ain't never let no, I ain't never let no woman boss over me because she ain't got enough. Ladies, I'm just letting you know because you're like, I can do. Listen, I out earn 99% of women. There ain't that many in American women that can support my financials. Not many. Not, I'm telling you, 99% of American women cannot. <laughs> so what the fuck? Like, now, where does that leave the women that can support me? We're talking about they're going to have to be millionaires. They're going to have to be millionaires. Multi. And they're going to have to be like, okay, so they're going to have to be young. So there goes that. And then what else? So we're talking about a 50-year-old woman all wrinkled ass skin up. You know what I mean? Plumped, all shaped oblong. We talking about Mackenzie Bezos? What are we talking about? Please. Please. With the bullshit. She'd be like, I'll make 250. I'll be like. <laughs> and ladies, it's not about paying bills, right? It's not even the bills that matter. It's my financial planning. It's the things that I have planned for the next 5, 10, 15 years. Can you support that? Because I'm not just talking about paying the, the rent and the electric bill. Like my financials include my retirement, my long-term financial goals, my planning, my investments. Like you got to cover that too. You got to cover my kids' future, whatever I'm investing them in, that in the future. You can't, you won't be able to cover that. Like, I'm not going to get to the point where I'm like, okay, I'll stop what I'm doing. I'll stay under your rule. You'll support me. You got to cover all of that shit. You you can't do it. There's not that many that, that can do it. They'd be like, you got to pay the electric bill, my phone bill. That Those are, how do I say this without being mean? Because there was a guy yesterday crying, you're mean. And I told you, I only give out tough love. How did I say this? You're talking about adult obligations that is not support okay that is paying adult obligations like bare minimum mind you most americans can't even pay their bare minimum you're talking about electric bill phone bill uh auto insurance light bill get you're talking about basic needs and if you're only providing that to me, that ain't enough for me to turn over my life to you. What the fuck? <laughs> I can pay that by myself. What you talking about, Willis? 
That's basic as adult as the bare needs, the bare necessities. What? I'm going to turn over my life because you can buy that in a pair of Jordans every other week or every other month. What? Can you pay my life insurance tab? What do you talk? I mean, I tell you, man, these people are pure idiots. You guys celebrate mediocrity like crazy. I pay my bills. I pay my light bill. No, you probably don't, by the way. You probably don't pay these bills. You probably suck dudes off to pay the rest of the bill. But there's not enough. So, again, if people say, what about a rich woman? She's got to be able to also pay for all of the ideas that I have, invest in that, invest in my kids, the vision for my kids, supporting my kids through their early 20s because they're going to need it. She's got to pay for my investments and all of the things that I want. There's no. Where's the women at? Where are they at? They don't exist. <laughs> All right. Anyway, they don't exist. So I'm not holding out hope that this woman exists. And if she does exist, I guarantee you she has toe fungus on her big toe. It's a guarantee. <laughs> I bet you she's shaped oblong. I bet you she's over 50 years old. The hell I'm a hold off. Hope for that type of stuff. Please, man, I'm getting my <laughs> putting. Yeah, she in a retirement home. She, her, her boobs, she could tie her boobs in a knot. You could tie it in a knot and tie them in a bow. There's no way. All right. And so for you suckers out here, you sucker males that are looking for women like that, dude, you better be the dude that got arrested with the teardrops on his eye. You know who I'm talking about. What's that dude's name? You better be that dude. Or sit your ass down with your welfare queen and her EBT card. Get the hell out of here. Women can't support me. There's no way. There's not that many that's built on earth like that. I need an heiress. I need Walmart heiress woman to support me. Not no chick that make $250,000 a year. Jeremy Meeks. Yeah, you better be Jeremy Meeks. The woman that needs to support me needs to make $250 million a year. All right? For me to just be like, all right, let me put my feet up. Please. <laughs> right, anyway. All right. Oh, man. Where are we at? Let's get back to this. The woman who got fired for being too thick. Let's let the debauchery even continue. Oh, by the way, there was a woman that cleaned up this ebony thing here. I meant to put this up, but I, I forgot. Here's a woman who tweeted This looks like a woman. Ebony Davis is an example of wanting to do whatever you want to do, but not wanting to embrace the full agency of that. Rejecting accountability. There are consequences, favorable and unfavorable, to every action. I just talked about that yesterday. I said there's rewards and there's also real-life consequences in life. Maturity is accepting that and moving in grace. Oh, it's hard to suck it up. But some people and women have been able to get away with this for a long time. And here's another example. I was fired twice for being too sexy but it's just my natural shape. Okay. Now I'm going to show you all the red flags here from this situation. First of all, first of all, what the hell going on with that mirror? I'm tired of you taking pictures in the mirror with toothpaste stains all on the damn mirror. Clean that damn mirror, number one. Number two, What's going on in the background of this photo? This again confirms what the hell I've been trying to tell you. Look at the background. She act like she took this picture. 
She act like she took this photo. And there was a green screen in the back. Like nobody's going to look back there. This is an exact. Whatever she's telling is an absolute lie. This woman's life is chaotic. Look at the mess. She's got a basket full of la unfolded laundry that's probably been sitting there for a week or two. With the because the example is look at the look at the clothing, look at the drawer. The clothes are in unfolded in the drawer. Number look at the drawer itself. Look at the what do they call this? A chest of drawers? Look at the drawers themselves. They're off the track. They're not even on the damn path, that little metal thing, that little wood thing in the middle where it where it slides the drawer in, bro. And these people want to make me believe that they're a victim of something. She got a basket of clothes on the left and the right. She got a cat pole. You see the cat pole over here? This is one of them cat things where the cat jumps up and down. This is despicable. This is the modern. This is the modern woman. I tell you, there's no home training going on. This whole thing about no gender roles and women don't have to clean and cook. No, man, y'all need to go back to basic training for real. Because when you get into a relationship and the man calls you out for this, but you don't love me, all this bullshit manipulation is going to come. She's got pink hair. I mean, man, the red flags are waving. I can't even see the thickness yet. Her belly hanging out in the, this, her belly poking out in the front of this picture. This is just before we even get to the basics of the story. Her name is Nina Asagaga. I can't pronounce that. Age 38. Let's go ahead and give her an L. She's 38 and can't keep her damn bedroom organized. This is pathetic. And she wants a man. What happened? Where did all the men go? I mean, where do we even start with this picture? A picture is worth a thousand words. If I walked into a woman's bedroom and it looks like this, I will walk the hell out. I would be like, because you know the bed looks 10 times worse than this. She didn't make her bed. She got a cat laying on her bed with cat doo-doo on it. Two size mattresses. Imagine what the bed looks like. A woman has claimed her body shape has affected how she was treated her entire life. Uh, starting from when she was a child. That I can believe. All right. So she was probably pump chubby when she was a kid. And she probably developed early as a kid. Um, unfortunately, with women and young girls, that has been a problem for a long time. You know, so these women do suffer, man, when they do develop early and their brains not developing with them. You know what I mean? They be like really young and developed already because they fat. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing but fat. And um, then then older dudes and men and young boys, they start treating them a certain way. So I, I'll I'll co-sign on that. She says here, I was reprimanded twice at two different offices for dressing inappropriately. As you can see. It had nothing to do with her being too thick. She was dressing inappropriately, according to them. Nina said, Nina, age 38, captioned her now viral TikTok. She says, it's just my shape. We're going to get to that. We're going to cover that. 
by the way, just to just to talk about her shape, it's nothing to write home about. All right. You can see there's there's I don't see nothing going on there. I see a lot of sloppy yogurt. Okay. I don't see nothing going on there. Look at even from the side. What the hell am I looking at? Saggy, soggy. This looked like the Sogmeister came in and hit the damn uh, Captain Crunch right. All right, but let's go in here. She's probably just voluptuous. In the clip, which has been viewed more than 5.5 million times, I always find that weird when they say something with viral. I'll be like, shit, then I've been in viral a couple of times. The Washington, D.C. resident said it doesn't matter how she dresses. This is a lie because it's always deemed inappropriate due to her curves. I don't. 100% agree with that, but she says, I learned that no matter how appropriate I, appropriately I dress, my body is so distracting that I will never be dressed appropriately enough for the workspace. Number one, you're a woman. Let's just, let's just get this out in the air. I don't know. Uh, we got to talk about this. See, men... And women, but, but we'll prove that women do this. I'll show you a video. But men cannot turn off arousal. Arousal is an autonomic response to our central nervous system, which includes our eyes, our brain, our spine, and our salami. Our arousal is not to be negotiated or it is not to be turned off. This is one of the problems that people had with women working in the workplace. This is one of the problems that happens with sexual harassment. Women that are in lower positions used to find husbands in jobs. But now that they're trying to compete in jobs, when they try to level up and mess with managers, they didn't claim sexual harassment when it doesn't benefit for, benefit with them. But what we're trying to do is negotiate arousal. We're trying to actually tell you when you can be aroused or not. This is a problem. This is not how it works. If you come around anywhere, somebody even says this in the comment section, men need to not be a, uh, be be trying to uh, be sexualizing women at work. This is what happens when you put a rational emotion, human being, human beings in a leadership. You can't say to not be attracted to someone because we're at work. You can't say that. There's going to be attraction. This is why we should in essence, say, well, listen, if this is the case, you either pay the penalty for this type of situation, this type of behavior, or maybe we separate in these situations. But now nah, you're throwing people in these situations and then trying to say you can't be aroused. You can't objectify. You can't do this. This is uncommon sense behavior. But anyway. Let's go ahead and put this back up. Oh, wait a minute. Just just it's just frustrating. It's just frustrating. Because I don't know what else to do. Tell me something a job has taught you that you will never, ever forget no matter what. I learned that no matter how appropriately I'm dressed, my body is so distracting that I will never be dressed appropriately enough for the workplace. My body is so, this woman's tooting her own horn. Yes, she's curvaceous. But she's trying to show that she's wearing an appropriate outfit and that because she has hips that she can birth 10 children with those hips that the hell with it. I'll just dress inappropriately, right? She's saying the hell with it. I'll just dress how I want to dress because it's too distracting. Okay, so sorry about that. I mean, listen, she, she is 
I think her body is curvaceous, yeah. But it's not the type for everyone. I mean, she got something a job has taught you that you will never, ever forget, no matter what. I learned that no matter how appropriately I'm dressed, my body is so distracting that I will never be dressed appropriately. All she has is wide hips. I mean, <laughs> listen, she just has wide hips. I mean, anybody can see that she's not in the best shape at all. She's just very curvaceous and voluptuous. But I think it would be a disappointment for most men once you got her, once you got that, um, once you got that, um, once you got that dress off, you'd be definitely uh, an inappropriate. Uh, you'd definitely be disappointed. Anyway, she also fronts the heavy metal band Sound of Thunder. So she's a singer. She also has a job. She claimed in a previous TikTok she was fired on two separate occasions when she worked as a software trainer. Okay. Because her manager said she looked too sexy in workwear, admitting she has been body shamed by people since she was a teenager. All right. She's been body shamed since she was a teenager. I can understand that, right? Yeah, I had to move the picture. I said I had to move the picture. I saw that. And she shared her experiences on TikTok. This is her again. Um, look at them feet. What the hell going on with them feet? Somebody says Latina girls peek out and wall out way early. Yep. So, yeah, I would say probably when she was a teenager, she was super duper hot and sexy. She's 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 overboard now. Look at them feet, bro. What the hell going on with them feet? You you got to Yeah, man. See, nah, you already messed up with these feet. <laughs> okay, here it is right here. This is her five years ago, I'm sure. This doesn't or maybe not. Yo, she's literally bragging about this body. <laughs> and she taking pictures. Hey, ladies, why y'all taking pictures in front of dirty shit? Do y'all really real not realize where your surroundings are? Look at this mirror, bro. She bragging about this. She looking like Shrek. What the hell? Like what? And I could tell she has on a body shaper under this or a girdle. She's bragging about, she literally trying to call attention to this. Mm. Are y'all that thirsty out here? <laughs> I would walk past this woman. I would walk past her. I would think she's already had five kids. She's nothing. She, what, are we, what are we talking about? I probably wouldn't even, because you guys know, I'll be like flatbacks. She's not flatbacked enough for me. She's got too much going on there. The 38-year-old woman says she's even fat-shamed by teachers when she was at school with adult adults constantly making remarks about her shape. She's going back to her teenage years. She says 20, 25 years ago. She's literally commenting about 25 years ago when she was attractive. Mm. I was on the swim team for most of... I was on the swim team for most of my childhood, and as a teen, as soon as I hit my teen years, I was harassed by my teammates and my coaches. Exactly, yeah. That that, that makes sense. You were young and curvaceous. Yeah, you probably stood out like a sore thumb. One coach, an adult woman, told me to shake the fat off that those thighs as a means of getting me to move faster. They always the victim, bruh. 
they always the victim, man. Okay, so what's the problem? That's not objectifying you. You were you probably had fat thighs as a kid, and you're probably five foot two. They be harkening back. I'm telling you, they have trauma that they have unresolved for years, and now it's your fault. She said she she was in a theater program in high school and was told by her teachers to audition for the funny fat girl role and stick to comedy. What does this have to do with you? Because I didn't have the right look for the lead uh, lead actress. She's going back to high school. She hasn't been in high school for 22 years. And most of the most of the comments have to do with her being fat, not curvaceous. As I said earlier, most of it is body fat. Yes, everybody's built differently, but most people are commenting on you being short and shaped like a butterball turkey. Because I didn't have the right. She says, I knew I wanted to be a performer of some kind. So the abuse abuse. I took in high school made me stall a little and I wound up going to college for animation instead of music or theater. Now it's their fault. You didn't make the right choice. Mm. Accountability, ladies and gentlemen. Luckily, I grew out of that and started singing once I graduated. Okay, she has a TikTok that sparked a discussion about how women are treated in the workplace due to their body shape. Okay, don't go to work. What do you want me to do? Turn my eyes off? Thousands of users flooded the comment section sharing their own experience of body shaming. When they call men short, does that include body shaming or no? When they comment on men's salami, anything? When they comment on men, period. No. Hey there. So first of all, this was all a ruse to get you to check out my band, A Sound of Thunder. That's me. I'm a singer in a heavy metal band. But yes, anyway, story. See, they don't be hiding it. Oh, now that I got attention, I'm a singer in a heavy heavy metal band. Every time. Um, so actually... The first time it happened, I was working as a, a software trainer where I was teaching people Adobe and uh, I was laid off and the guy laying me off, the manager told me that I dressed too sexy. And the second time it happened, I was working at an office in DC and the female office manager told uh, a coworker that I was wearing a club dress, which was a knee length dress that wasn't even fitted it was only fitted at the waist it wasn't like it, it was a pencil skirt it was a pencil skirt so it was fitted around the hips and uh let me just say this a lot of young women a lot of young women do not know what appropriate dress is okay i've seen this way too much what they'll do is they'll wear they'll wear a tire that they're wearing at a nightclub and they'll make a slight tweak to it and they'll wear it to a job interview they'll wear it to court They'll wear stripper heels or some sort of high heels, and you think that's work attire. See, this is what work attire looks like. Let's go ahead and show you. This is what work attire looks like. See, there's always a uniform. This is what work attire looks like. Okay? You're not supposed to be wearing things that, that, that make you feel good and sexy. You're going to your slave job, okay? So you must cover up. But what young women think is that, oh, this looks sexy. This makes me feel good. I'll wear it to work. Well, it's inappropriate. Pencil skirts are going to be sexualized. Blouses that show your show your cleavage. or You can't just be like, well, I'm a woman and we need to wear this and I feel good. That's club attire. 
But then when you tell them that, no, it's anyway, I can't do it. And if I wore a turtleneck, it still would be inappropriate. Shut up. Join the Mastodon Brigade and the Veracose Fame Brigade and dress up. Go to Marshall's. Stop going to Forever 21 to wear work attire. I'm tired of these people out here trying to do this. And they're trying to play both sides of the fence. Well, I was wearing something and it was, well, it wasn't really sexy. It was formed around the hips, which you're accentuating. But it was below the knee, a pencil skirt, obviously. And you probably had a blouse that showed your midriff, your saggy, soggy. They, dude, this is tough. They do not want to take accountability for their bullshit. Club attire or attire that is sexy is not belong at work. It does not. Like fitted at the hips like that dress in my video. So, yeah, I've gotten it twice. And it's all while wearing perfectly appropriate um, off this wear and it's just my shape hey there she literally bragging about this shape i mean i see nothing here i mean listen i probably would comment on her be like damn but i know sloppy yogurt when i see it my work bestie had this problem too her body was rocking but always got sent to the hr um all over complaints no matter how modestly she dressed just sad all right my supervisor went to hr because this other woman felt threatened. It was the way she walked and she wanted to sue. Here's a woman. As a child in middle school, I got dress coded for wearing the same thing the other girls were uh, wear, I suppose. And uh, only I had more, let's just say, assets by then. Okay, listen. <laughs> Ladies, y'all trying to have it both ways. Look, in this situation, you're trying to play both sides of the fence. Hey, I have the assets. I can benefit from it when I want to benefit from it, but I can complain when it doesn't work. Like that's consequences right there. Or that's the reward over here. I benefit from it. And when you benefit from it and the bird chested girls who don't have no development, you laugh at them. Look at them bird chested, flat chested ass, flat back to girls. Yeah, you benefit. You get the boys in the band. You get the boys on the football team, the basketball team to all pay attention to you. The bird chested girls get nothing. When it benefits you, you go ahead and get the reward. When it doesn't benefit you, you want to cry. No, man. No, 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 no. No. That's not how it works. So as a result, you got to figure out, hey, well, if I don't want the consequences, I can't take the benefit either. But you want to have it both ways. Let's go ahead and show you one more thing here. Um, We're going to just show you a couple of comments from women that try to put her ass in line. And let me show you this picture she's trying to show. Like, look at this picture, bro. <laughs> okay. This is the one. This She's bragging about her shape. She's trying to show. Okay, let's, let's just put this out. Number one, why are you taking so many photos of your body? You seem to have a lot of ammunition, a lot of photos in different outfits. And it's not for this story. You're not trying to show it. You've been taking these pictures benefiting from your body shape. You've been showing men this. You've been putting this on Facebook or Instagram or whatever you put on here. You can't, you refuse to wash your mirror, get some damn Windex going on there, but you seem to know your body is something somebody wants and you're benefiting from it. Now, when you're getting penalized for it, which is fair game, you are now calling the victim out. 
Same person that said everybody was doing this in high school. This is actually pathetic. These people are pathetic. All right, shout out to this sister here. <laughs> She's too thick for her own good. All right, uh, let's see here. Here's a woman. People should stop sexualizing women's bodies, especially in the workplace. This is common sense. This is what people think is common sense. You cannot help how your clothing falls or hugs on your curves. If you cover up, what's the issue? If you're covered up, what's the issue? She's not covered up. She's not covered up. She clearly is not covered up. Let me see here. It says right here, every time these stories come up, it, it's shown that the person could stand to go up a size. This is a woman here. She could go up a size. There are certain dresses I will never wear to work or church. This is a problem in our world. You guys wear club attire to church and to work. Or we'll go up a size or find something with a nice structure, but not figure hugging because of my shape and what's appropriate for the environment. I don't want random people looking at my body like that anyway. Well, she does. Somebody hears it. Oh, there's the, I can't tell if this is a woman. Oh, please. These hoes just want attention. She can find better fitting clothing. She's lying. And this, this is a woman. My hips are 45 inches. She's lying. Even women says that. I know women thicker than that, wearing clothes tighter than that with, at my job. I can't help but wonder if there's more to the story than what she's telling us. Okay. So there's women that are calling her out on that bullshit. All right, you have a woman supportive here. Here's a woman supportive saying she has triple D breasts. Come on, man. And a Beyonce booty. That's what you have to be thinking they look like Beyonce. Well, I got double, triple D. And I got a body like Beyonce. Nope. Last one. Says right here. Somebody says it's called dressing for your body. These women wear clothes that are inappropriately tight at work and then blame it on their curves. Get me a fucking break. Exactly. BBW women have been around since the beginning but of time, but the ones who were teaching me in school weren't wearing bodycon dresses and skinny jeans. A dress suit was the way to go. Nowadays, it's, quote, if my ass and boobs aren't out, how is it not professional? So what, is, so what if it's a bodycon dress? It goes down to my knees, so how is that unprofessional? Un 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 so people are calling this bullshit out. Well, it's it covered my knees. So what? You're wearing a form-fitting dress at work. It's inappropriate. But they don't want to take that L. They're always going to wriggle out of it. It all boils down to who's raising these people. And not only that, how can they be victimized and gain attention? Uh, the, it's it's just unfortunate. If you're if you're very curvaceous, it is what it is. Deal with it. But you're going to get attention for being curvaceous, and you're also going to get positive rewards from it, and you're also going to capitalize on it. No said. Always the court of public opinion, right? I got fired. Yeah, I got fired from my job. Shout out to the Dark Saga. Oh, court of public opinion checking in. The Dark Saga says, whenever anyone says they're an activist, run the other way. Their personal lives are usually a train wreck. Absolutely. Their personal lives are usually a train wreck. 
there are activists, but I, I'm telling you, man, they their lives and their house probably looks like looks like garbage. All right. They're probably financially struggling. Or they're financially capitalizing on being an activist. Who we got in here? We are overall PayPal. <laughs> he says, Coach, I think you missed my PayPal the other day asking this, but which biblical character would you be? Some people say I miss I'm missing PayPals. Which biblical character would I be? Don't say Jesus. He says, Coach Elijah. I will be Coach Elijah. I will be in the spirit of Elijah. Although I will be messing with these 304s too. I'm just wait. <laughs> I will be in these streets. In these streets. But I walk in the spirit of Elijah here against the Jezebel spirit. I do want to highlight the fact that people aren't raising people properly these days. <laughs> I'm going out into the desert against this horrible Jezebel. And I'm bringing a junior college girl with me. <laughs> hey, it's the sign of the times. It's the sign of the times. You know. I'm taking a pack of junior college girls who just got to orientation with me out here and we'll be in the desert together until the Jezebel is actually extinguished. All right, ladies, I'll be raising you today. Do as I say, not as I do. New, 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 new world order. So I'm walking the spirit of Elijah, yes. People are like, you're contradictory. No, I'm on the dark side. <laughs> shout out to the jimmy ztt he says just a correction coach coach is an unemployed youtuber with no cars no bikes yes i i have no money i got nothing and there's donations he says 99 percent of women make more than he does daily shout out to all the private investigators from the new 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 new, new world I, hey from the next members live stream i have a great update for you on this scenario on this situation all right great update and i might so anyway i have a great update on this one because yeah they watching now they're like hmm him him say him have money him say him have cars but i had that from my previous life <laughs> all right i had that from my previous life i didn't make any money this year where are we at here Kaylin, Kaylin is in the building. What did you have to say? Caitlin says, uh, so men have to pay all the bills, work 16 hours to maintain financial income for his family, remain fit and attractive, but he has to adhere to the happy wife, happy life motto. He says, no way in hell should a man go for that. Well, unfortunately, people, young men who are not raised properly, they go for that. They go for that. And I think even the splitting bills Sometimes women think they disagree with me. They probably would agree with me. I don't believe in splitting bills. I don't believe in that bullshit. That's way too much work. I don't want you to split bills with me. So again, that's one of those things where my philosophy, people will be surprised. I don't want to split the bills. All right, I'll pay the bills. But you know what you're going to pay in. No. Women be like, yeah, that's good. I'll, yeah, pay all my bills. But I'm going to let you guys know, the very first time you in my house and I go and reach for that thing and you say this. Are you serious? I, I, I had a chili dog for lunch, okay? I'm a little bloated. 
I'm going to just be like, cool. All right. I'm going to go see my girlfriend. All right. That's just as simple as that. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, I got it. You know where I'm going to be. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throwing fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cuffed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to. And I'm going to be coming back like this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, How's your chili dog belly doing? It's good. I'm going to be coming back after I roar. I'd be like, hi, honey. Kiss her on the forehead. You can go to sleep. I'll be in the living room <laughs> recovering from my previous activities from the last hour. No, you can't take your salami there. That's mine. Oh, if it's mine. Oh, okay. If it's yours, you know what you need to do for your. <laughs> yeah, they ain't no turning me down for nothing. And by the way, by the time I've been with you for long enough, I don't want none of you from any. I don't want none anyway from you. But my house better be clean when I get back. I can do more than chores. I'm more than that. I'm more than that. I can go get a paycheck from a man, another man. I can work in human resources and I can pile and plunk my little $45,000 a year on top of your money and we'll be rich. And I can make you a millionaire. No, hell no. Yeah. And that's you. All right. Where are we at? We over here. Shout out to you. I can't pronounce this, but we'll call you double Y. Yo, yo, Mr. Yanga in the building. Double Y's in the building over there. All right. Oh, shout out to you. That was an overseas payment. All right. Who we got in here? I can't say his government name. Grease Man Texas says that model was wearing what I call a what model? That model was wearing what I call a Gorda girdle. In her old photo, and for the ladies, clothes don't make you look fat. Fat makes you look fat, and that's a fact. <laughs> My clothes make me look sexy. No, 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 no. You know. How many times have a woman says, I just want to feel sexy. I want to look sexy. And the minute you be like, damn, girl, you sexy. You're objectifying me. Boy, it's like having children. It's like raising children sometimes. You know what I mean? You're just like. Y'all shouldn't get paid to think. Mr. Ramirez says the pressure. He says the pressure them knees and feet are under 100%. She knock need her toes already spreading out like this because of how she's built. <laughs> toes all spread out. All right. Her knees and ankles are just going. We can't do it no more. We can't do it. And was she all of that? Who is gassing that woman up? There's somebody gassing that up. Shout out to Vincent says the model magician had me in tears. That black girl magic. Simon Small, free agent for life for the win. Every time passports and nasty boys. Hashtag. The dictator says I was ready to pay, but that sister got a man. All right. Oh, I already said that one already. Coach, tell Elon to send the spaceship, give the buzzer. Yeah. It's time to leave people behind. It's time to leave some of y'all behind. And this is why people don't get in relationships, because every day I got to come back and listen to this bullshit. All right. Shout out to Lyle Pocket says shout out to all the bird chested flatbacks in the building. It's junior college season, and we know this is in full effect. I know, man, I didn't have all the curvy women I want. All right. Most women are overrated in bed anyway. All right, but I know what I want right now. People are like, oh, she ain't nothing. 
Oh, man. Okay, last story. We're going to go to Dr. John Deloney in the building. Whoa, Dr. John makes an appearance here again on YouTube, on the Coach Greg Adams channel. But obviously, there he is, pensive. There he is, constantly taking notes. He's about to throw men up under the bus once again. All right, for some reason, I didn't save. Where's where's his? Um, I got to play the audio, as you guys know. So Don, Dr. Don, John Deloney is going to play a woman who calls into his show for advice. And it says right here, I have zero respect for my husband. He's a man child. Okay, she has zero respect for the husband. Now, the reason why I'm showing you this, you can listen to the story. Let me see here. The story basically is her throwing the husband under the bus, but this is the bait and switch. This is how the bait and switch happens. Damn. I can't find it. Oh, here it is right here. All right. Hold on. I can't, I can't play the audio. So let me see if I have the audio set. Damn it. I might have to reset the microphone real quick. Oh, hell. Can y'all hear it? I can't hear it. Seattle. What's up, Janelle? Oh, I see what happened here. Hold up for a second. All right. So essentially, she's going to throw the husband under the bus, bait and switch style. And uh, because... John Deloney doesn't like men or he's one of these men who thinks it's better for him to hate on men to get his audience built. He's going to hate on men. So this is a wife who's going to call in. What the hell's going on here? Play the video. Okay. All right. We might have, we might have to move on to another topic because the audio is not picking up here. All right. What the hell's going on? Let me turn that off. Turn it on. It's a damn shame. Okay. Play it. All right, we got it. Like that was pressure. On a team. That was pressure. <laughs> Live show. Oof. All right, so here it is right here. Now I can get my thoughts together. Okay, let's go ahead and rewind the film. So everybody knows the marriage will. I came up with the marriage will, and you guys will say, hey, my marriage is going great. My wife ain't like that, blah, blah, blah. But here it is right here. This is a wife that's going to call into a show and throw her husband all under the bus. Let's go ahead and find out why she's going to throw him under the bus. And I can only play audio. Let's go to Janelle in Seattle. What's up, Janelle? Janelle. Hello, Dr. John. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. I um, I guess I, I have a question. Um, I'll just start out. Um, I, I feel like my husband and I are never on a team. Okay. So you're going to get married. This woman's going. <laughs> the, the woman's going to change on you. She's going to bait and switch you. She's going to claim she's the victim and claim that you're no good. Why does this happen? Well, number one, love does not last. Love only lasts for about a year to three years tops. Year to three years tops. And once the hormones wear off or once she gets the investment, meaning she has the kids, she has the house, she has the cars. Real life happens, and then the, the stupor wears off, and now you start looking at people, and you're judging them. This is what I don't like about you. Why don't you change this? It's the old 80-20 rule in which the man is good for 80%, but he's 20% no good. And you start only focusing on the 20% of where he's failing instead of the 80% where he's succeeding. Because the love hormone is worn off, now he's a loser. He's a loser, and this is where he's failing. And so then she loses respect for you. She goes back. In these streets. She gets her cheeks clapped by somebody else who represents the 20% of the failing husband 
but he's 80% trash. And then this is why she's just finding a room for her to bail out here, monkey branch and cheat. This is all that's happening here. Let's go ahead and hear Janelle's story. Um, I, I want to respect him and, um, and his personality, but I just, I can't get past the irresponsibility and the weight he has me carry. Um, and I just, I just don't know how to deal with it. It's been like eight years and. All right, there you go. So there it is. Eight years, eight years. This woman is sitting here under this guy for eight years. She never saw this red flag, the red flags that she's about to announce right now. She never saw it. And now she's the victim. Guys, they see these things and they overlook it. Why do they overlook it? I'm giving you game here. They overlook it because they're trying to get the children. They're trying to beat the clock. They're trying to get the ring. She'll overlook all of that bullshit. But then now when she gets the kids, the ring, when she gets the house, then she starts going back and reflecting. Well, for eight years, I had to put up with your. That sounds like your fault. You put up with it for eight years. Now, here's the seven-year itch. Here's the bait and switch. I always tell you the bait and switch is going to come between year five and 12. Now, what you do with the bait and switch is going to dictate how the rest of the marriage goes. Because if you say happy wife, happy life, it's cheaper to keep her. I'll stay for the kids. All right. If you start saying these things, I'll just sleep in a separate bedroom. Um, I'll be henpecked. Yes, dear. Honey, do list. If you start doing that between the years five and 12, you're going to be in pain and misery. You're going to be playing the ring game. You're going to be, yeah, somebody said a ring game incoming. You're going to be playing the ring game. And now she gets to berate you. She gets to call you childish. She gets to air your shit out in the court of public opinion. Yes, I do curse more than I used to. She gets to air you out and air you out to a super gump. Let's go ahead and play it. It seems like we just can't get on the same page. I don't know what to do. Oh man, I don't. I'm sorry. Like just before we even dig in, like that's a that's see. This is what happens in marriage counseling. First thing he should have said is how. What responsibility did you have in this situation? Number one. Number two. Where's your husband? How come he's not here talking? Number three. Number three. Why did you stay with him so long if you knew this? Did he just change? No, he didn't just change. You said, I've been putting up with it for eight years. How come you've been putting up for eight years? Here we go. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And and we've we've yeah. 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 talked about it, argued about it. Um, like financially, I've done. That's called nagging. You've nagged him about it. Continuing. Every dollar app. I have it all done. All you have to do is look at it and tell me where I overspent. And he just he just doesn't care. And I just, I just don't know what to do about him. Ladies, if you're listening to me, the reason why your man shuts down when you're having discussions and communicating and the reason why he doesn't care is because it's a no-win situation for him anyway. He's stuck. That's number one. He can't win. He can't win the argument. He can't win the discussion. You're nagging the hell out of him. He shuts down emotionally. Well, he just shuts down. Because you're nagging him. But I'm not defending this guy. I have no nothing about him. I'm only hearing his side of the story because she airing his ass out. But he don't want to talk to your ass no more. He's been trying to talk to you for eight years and it goes nowhere. We talk. No, you nag him. And not only do you nag him, you surprise attack him. You sneak attack him. 
meaning you sit there and you gather up all the information and you get your thoughts prepared somewhat. And then you attack him at night. We need to talk. While he's sitting there wanting to watch the Raider game on Monday Night Football. And now he's pissed. Like, come on, man. Can we talk about this tomorrow? No, we need to talk about it tonight. Kickoff about to go on. She's not mentioning this. Continuing. Please tell me, like, to stop spending or something. You know, just have an opinion. And he just he just doesn't. So it's All right. Again, she wants them to have an opinion. But she probably shoots his ass down or penalizes him for having an opinion. What? You don't love me? I want you to lead. I want you to take control. Okay, I'm going to take control. You're controlling and insecure. I'm, I'm not defending the husband because I don't know. But what I'm saying is this is how people deal with marriage. This is how marriages. And if you see the comment section in this video, all oh, the marriage is over. Just file for divorce. Even he's going to suggest divorce. And she was the one who made this bed. Continuing. Give me some notes on this. Jenna, give me some notes. Um, says that y'all have been through bankruptcy together. Tell me about mm -hmm. having to buy a house from your parents. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when we got married, it was like three months after um, we got married, I got hit with, um, he told me that he owed like tons of money to the IRS. How much? And I didn't like 70000 Okay. Okay. So I'll, I'll say that that's a bad move on his part. He definitely should be. But th this was eight years ago. She should have saw the signs. But yes, after he got married, he dumped dead into her lap. And uh, yeah, that's bad news. <laughs> yeah, that's bad news. I ain't defending that. But that's her story. He, she's sticking to it. But yeah, she dumped, he dumped dead in her lap. Uh, whoever does that, yeah, that's bad news. That's definitely bad news. So let's continue. That's a bad move. And his mother was doing his books. And so his books weren't very well done, you know. And so we did a refinance on his house. And I really didn't want to do it, but I felt like, well, we're married. So we, I kind of had to. Um, mm. Then he had a business. Yeah, she left something out right there. She left something out. We did a refinance on this house. The mothers did the book. There's something they're missing there. And she didn't want to do it. Or were you on the house? I, I'm not sure what happened there. I'm sure. Were you pulled into the credit since you were married? I'm, I'm, something was missing there. Yes, on his own and um, found out that his business partner was stealing money from him, like $10,000. And the only reason we found out is because I said, you need to go through the books mm -hmm. and make sure everything's done. Um, then he, he ended up, he was drinking. Um, a oh, lot. All right, right, right. Okay. 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 She jumping around. All right. So I don't know if you guys know, this is how divorce works. She jumping around and then. So she's covering, trying to cover eight years worth of tracks on this call, which is difficult to do, but he did this. And then. And then I, it was only because I saved him. And then he started drinking. Okay, what, what are we talking about here? He's drinking because he has to deal with you. Continuing. So um, I felt like I needed to move felt. closer to family. Mm -hmm. And so after bankruptcy. And then, and so. Which I was pretty devastated because I don't. 
like that's not yeah, how that's I am. Tough. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it was pretty embarrassing. And then we bought a house. Um, you you filed bankruptcy. You were embarrassed, and then you bought a house. That's pretty fast after a bankruptcy. I, that you skipped two years there. I know after a bankruptcy, after two years between the year you file and the year you complete, two years, you ain't buying no house. How do we get to house? All right, here we go. From my parents and um, oh, from my parents. It just, it just feels like feels. my whole life is based off of his decisions, mm-hmm. and I just feel like I'm constantly coping. You know what I mean? You want him to make decisions. Your whole life's based on his decisions. But you don't like his decisions. Okay, all right. That you're um, that you're getting dragged around aimlessly. Right. Huh. right. And so and when, y'all, have, when y'all have these conversations, he just blows them off. He gets really defensive. Yeah. And he um, is really extreme. And then he like he'll say, "Well, I'll just take over everything, and we'll just move, you know, in to another state." Sure. And, you know, we have kids, so I'm not going to drag them all through this but so i'm trying to keep it stable so i'm not happy (laughs) okay all of this (laughs) all of this and she's developed no plan right she sat here and said that he's trying to lead she don't like the way he's going she's trying to discuss with him um he's trying to find a plan he he's done the bankruptcy he's bought the parents house he seems like he's trying to make a plan but it it's all over the place, but that's normally what happens in the first 10 years of marriage. 10 years of marriage is struggle, right? You're not going to be prosperous. You don't get become prosperous, really. Most five-figure people don't become prosperous in their marriage until year 15 to 20, to be honest with you. Once your kids start moving out of the house and you got college, and then thereafter, once you're married 10, 20, sorry, 20 years, then you can start building and, and, and uh, stacking money and all of that stuff. This is most marriages. So she's, they're going through the struggle years and they're trying to find a place of stability, but she's, de- she's developing no plan, but she's telling him to lead, but criticizing his leadership. This is, she all over the place. I'm not happy. <laughs> she all over the place. This is, these are standard issue wives. These are standard issue wives. Now, this is why I tell you because people maintain marriages. They don't mean they're successful. A lot of people will stay in marriages just like this for 15, 20 years, and you'll be saying, well, they didn't get divorced, so it's successful. And I say, no, they probably been struggling for 12 of those years. Anyway, continuing. Your kids are getting dragged through it. There there is no protecting them from this. They're absorbing every second of it. He's, I know, and it's and it's hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. No, it's hard, dude. Life is hard. Marriage is hard. Relationships are hard. It's so hard. You lucky you got a husband, woman. What are you talking about? Continuing. Somebody said this is so true. Been married ten years and it's been financially difficult. And I earned six figures. And wife is fiscally responsible. It's still a struggle. You're a thousand percent right, Coach. Yeah, I don't care where you are. If you get married in your late twenties. And you go, you'll go all the way to your 40s. Just it's gonna be tough. Financially, it's gonna be tough. Guys, the bills and the kids' needs are gonna pile up no matter if you make 50k a year or 250k a year. The kids expense, everything's gonna be tough. All right. You're gonna be wanting the nest and the nice house and the McMansion and the SUV. Um, I know people are like, you can minimalize, but most people don't. They're gonna want 
they're going to want to decorate it. They're going to want the furniture, kids in school, lessons. No matter what money you make, it's very tough. Continuing. That's hard. Um, yeah. The I'll, we'll stay together for them or um, my husband's an alcoholic. He cheats on me. He's abusive. He doesn't come home. He's what the hell? What? John. John. What are you talking about? Where did you? What? Let me play that again. Bankrupt us. He's um, the I'll we'll stay together for them or um, my husband's an alcoholic. He cheats on me. He's abusive. He doesn't come home. He's bankrupt us. He's not the but the kids. Right. (sighs) Dr. John, she said none of those things. Abusive. Where? Where? Where did she say he was abusive? Where did she say he was alcoholic? She said he drinks. That doesn't necessarily mean you're an alcoholic. Financially irresponsible. That's her story. Uh, bankruptcies occur all the time. Not because you're financially responsible many times because, but there could be a reason you went bankruptcy. Like he had a business and the business didn't run right. He had an IRS problem. Most people who have um, uh, entrepreneurs or LLCs going to probably have that problem. Okay, especially coming up. So you're throwing a whole bunch of bullshit out here that she really didn't say. The hell are you talking about? That Yeah, they can often become a proxy for making hard decisions or they become an excuse for making hard decisions, right? Yeah, um, right. Also, that bankruptcy that somebody brought up by weddings, furniture, engagement rings, marriage rings, sufferings. Children, these things will bankrupt you. I don't care how much money you make. Keeping up with the Joneses is real. Buying houses will bankrupt you or to keep you in there being house poor. This is what we talk about when we talk about marriage. You really have to know what you're getting into because when you don't, you end up like this situation here. And now every night you got to come home to this woman. I'm not happy. 24-7. 365 days a year. This is what's waiting for you at home. I'm not happy. Vacations. (laughs) Vacations with your Finn group. Vacations with the PTA program. Vacations with your your son's AU program. They're going to play in Las Vegas and Phoenix and Washington, D.C. Y'all got to hike up and fly your team because she wants to keep up and keep the kids in the leagues and you want to keep your kids in the leagues. They got to go to this private school. They got to go to this public school. So you got to move to this community. This bankrupts you. For real, it bankrupts you. You got to have the nice SUV. We got to have the Chevy Tahoe. Or she's not. I'm not happy. She won't be happy. <laughs> Valentine's Day's gift. Mother's Day's gift. Uh, every kid's birthday in the classroom gift. Every week, there's somebody's kid's birthday, and we got to buy a $50 gift card. This is marriage, man. This is the stuff that people don't understand. Now, just because these people stay married, people think they're successful. Nope. Every day, this man has to come home to this woman. No wonder he drinks. I'm not happy. No wonder he drinks. He's like, shit, I got to go home to the wife. Continuing. Have you and your husband sat down and talked about divorce separating out? Um, there have been conversations. Um, we've gone to marriage counseling. Um, and it seems like 
Okay, they've gone to marriage counseling. It's over. <laughs> it's over. They've gone to marriage counseling, and yet this woman's airing him out on the podcast. To Dr. John Denoli. It's over. I'm sorry. They're holding on for no reason, but but maybe for the kids. So this marriage is essentially done. They're a divorce statistic. They've seen a divorce lawyer, I'm sure. They're in marriage counseling. It's over. But yet, because they stay together, everybody says, well, it can work out. No, they're done. Continuing. He's, it's only when, it's it's only if I get upset mm-hmm. that I'm taken seriously. Okay. Um, he, he has, right now, he has a, a great job. Mm-hmm. And um, we're financially okay now. I just feel like um, he still has me carry these, those bricks. Tell you know me about he has a good job. I got money. They're probably at the point where he's 40 now. They worked it out. They went through the struggle years. He's now at the top of the money. He's at the top of the food chain. He's finally got some stability economically. And guess what? She bought the divorce, grape him, the kingdom come. Here it comes. Mm. It's time to cut. It's trying to cut him off at the knees right at the top. Now that we work through this, it's time to go get my half. It's time to divorce, grape you. I'm out. The investment, yep, Ray, the investment phase is over. We finally made it out. The kids are now stable. They can feed themselves. They can wipe their rear ends now. I don't have to drive them around. They can drive their cars. You bought them cars for the 16th birthday. We paid off the house, or we're finally stable. We paid off all the debt. We got through the bankruptcy years. Time to cut them off at the knees. Investment phase is over. Bait and switch. Here we come. This is the marriage wheel right here. Now she's not happy. They're not in love anymore. He doesn't love her anymore, clearly. He's medicating himself. And she's sitting around, doesn't know what to do with her life. This is it. Sorry. When you say you've got um, to carry stuff, what are you, oh, yeah. what are you, what are you being forced to carry? Um, the finances. Okay. I take care of all of the bills. Okay. Um, what happens if you say, I, I'm going to stop? They won't get paid. Okay. Huh? So you you are married to a child. What? Yeah. What? Mm. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> wow. So she financially takes care of the books. How do you not get paid? I don't. I don't get that. Maybe he's. She. They're talking about a business. She runs the books for her husband's business. He takes. Care, he has the. They have good money. They have enough in the in the coffers to pay for everything. And he gave her the responsibility to pay the bills, which is too difficult for her. She can't do it. Or they depend on her to do this part of the job, these bricks. This is her role. And he called her a child. I'm sorry. He called him a child. This man's doing his responsibility. Again, um, when I tell you you're a deadbeat no matter what, this is a prime example. This is a person that can't be happy. I'm not happy. You're a deadbeat. <laughs> Guys, When you, if they call you a deadbeat, just be a deadbeat. 
All right, show him what a full deadbeat is. Never try to play that game. I'm not going to be a deadbeat. I'll show you. You'll eventually be paying $6,000 in expenses, and they'll still be calling you a deadbeat. They'll still be blaming you. It's Jermaine's fault. What you do is you take all of your money and you say, now this is what a deadbeat is. I'll show you. And then watch them collapse. Watch them collapse. They'll collapse in three months. They'll be bankrupt themselves in three months. And they'll be like, why aren't you paying anymore? Because you call me a deadbeat and I was already paying for stuff. Now I'm a child. <laughs> oh, my God. Continuing. Okay. It, do you feel much, the words you're using sound much more maternal, like you're his mother. What? Yeah. And whenever, I, and this is a super common thing, so I don't want you to feel like you're on an island by yourself, but when one or the other spouse takes on more of a parental role, what? There's a different intimacy there. Nobody wants to sleep with their son and nobody wants to hook up with their mom, right? So there's a it 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 has a glitch in that relationship. And then um that intimacy ripples through every you're right, so it just becomes a domino that falls. Mm-hmm. Um have you when you've sat down with him before, and I know you've probably had a million conversations, mm-hmm. uh, what does he say about like I don't want to be your mom anymore? This dude cannot be real. <laughs> he 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 surprises me every time. I always say it can't get worse than this. This can't be real, guys. This is what happens when you have blue pill friends and you go through struggles in your marriage and you try to have a conversation and they can't break out of the matrix. And they're telling you just man up, just listen to her, just hug her from time to time. Well, she doesn't sleep with me no more. Well, what you should do is your fault. You're not blowing her back out. You're not paying. You're not bringing flowers, chocolates, candy grams. Like you can't win. This dude cannot win. The husband can't win. Now, first of all, we haven't even heard from the husband's side. It's this wife throwing him under the bus while he's at work. Let me, let, let's go check in with the husband. The husband actually checked in. He sent the video to me and he said uh, the reason why he could not make the call, he told me he was too busy. Uh, th- let's go check in with the husband and see what he's doing uh, right now. He sent the live video. Let's go ahead and uh, where, where's the video? Oh, shoot. Did I lose it? Oh, I lost his video. All right. Oh, no. Here he is. Here's his video right here. So that's what the husband's doing. And then he comes home to this shit, right? He got a business. He's thinking about keeping the balls in the air. He's juggling. He's working 24-7. He putting in the work. And she's sitting at home. I'm not happy. (laughs) 
Why don't you think about this? Why don't you invite me to marriage council? Why don't you do this? How come you don't do this? He's like, man, shit, you know what? I'm going, we making this black gold. I'm going to the junior college after work. I'm going to clap Kaylee's cheeks or Zoe. And then I'm going home and self-medicating. This is what men do. Men actually don't focus on this relationship bullshit. Look, keep that island on you. You handle this. And he says, you handle this. I'm going to go to work. He's a man child. He doesn't step up. He doesn't want to have conversations. He like, broad, I'm at work. <laughs> 15 years later, he looking like this. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me. Because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing the ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. He's like, damn. I have to politic at work, fight dudes, keep my job, and I'm coming home to this bullshit. He gets defensive. He what, what does that it. mean? Um, because that's what children do. They get mad. They spit. They throw things. They kick things. Yeah, it's 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 pretty much slamming doors, um, yelling. You know, um, just about how he can't do anything right. Mm -hmm. And it's a, child, um, it's a child response. Sheesh. Holy moly. <laughs> oh my God. And let's just put this into perspective here. If this man leaves his marriage, because he can walk out, he wants to leave, but he knows he can't financially. He's going to lose his kids. He's going to lose the 5, 10, 15 years he's worked for to keep this marriage up in the air. He's going to lose his wife. He's going to lose his family. He's going to lose his friendship circle, his church. He's going to lose all the income that he's worked for. He's going to probably lose his business. Let me add on to the things he's going to lose. Okay. If he loses not half, but if not half all, he's going to lose his rank at work. He's gonna... <laughs> He says, but he gains peace. Yeah. So he's sticking it out, thinking it's going to get better and it's getting worse and worse. And he's a child. Continuing. Yeah, I guess so. Um, it's, it, it is. It's a grown-up temper tantrum. I'm taking my ball and going home. Fine, we'll just move. Yeah. And we'll never come. Shut up. Like, right? That's, I mean, it's a child. Yeah. I need a grown-up to sit down across the table with me and say, are you going to do marriage with me anymore? Yeah. Are we going to protect our kids? Right. Are we going right. to ever... This is painful. Um, yeah, he's going to lose his sanity the to mental health. Sexual intimacy issues in our marriage. Are we ever going to have some kind of firm financial footing where we're on the same page and we're on the same team? What is he talking right? about? You see what I'm saying? Like, right. Um, that's a different. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's, it's hard to be married to a child. It's really hard to, to be married to temper tantrums. And right. my guess is if he was on the phone with me. Uh, what? What would you say? What would you say? Uh-huh. You got stuck. If he was on the phone with me, what? Yeah. If he was on the if he was sitting next to you right now, what would you say? You you would so you would say what? Nothing. You see, he got stuck. Oh, uh, he starts shuffling. You wouldn't say a damn thing. You wouldn't be saying what you're saying right here. Let's see. Let's see what he says. He could probably point back to a few places in his life when a child had to take over and start defending him from things. Oh yeah, sure. And that child still. Playing defense for him. 
Mm-hmm. And so that child kept him alive at one point, kept him safe at one point, and now that child is destroying everything around him. Somebody brought up a good point. She's la- she's laughing while he's insulting the man who's supporting her. He's insulting her husband, and she's <laughs> she's feeling good because she did the court of public opinion and threw the husband under the bus successfully, right? And so she's got this man. She's like, oh, at least another man sees it my way. <laughs> Dude, that's the woman you sleep next to. That's the woman you go to sleep and depend on her to not delete you. You're you're coming home sleeping with the enemy. And unfortunately, women develop this adverse, not all, but this mostly, they develop this disdain for you, and they live up under your roof. You sleep next to them. And they hold disdain to you, against you. They, They don't like you no more. They definitely don't love you no more. The only reason they're there is because you're providing food, clothing, and shelter. You see what I mean? This is what I'm talking about. And people don't see it my way. And they always want to act like this is from my experience only. I'm talking from a lot of men's experience. Men are the that are married right now that are doing this right now. It's crazy. And people give this shit a pass. And it's a one-sided story. Yeah, this is just her side of the story. What's his side of the story? Where's your husband at? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so the question is, is there a way that you can communicate with him? It's over. Have you sat down ever and said, I need to like, normally when I talk to couples in this situation, the, the conversations, the deep talks always happen on during fights. Yeah. And it feels like a great moment when finances are secure. He's got a good job. Things are okay to circle back and say, we need to have a big we need to have a couple of hard conversations. Um, I'd like to plan a half day. With- okay, so so let's just paraphrase what he said there. The man finally worked through it. He spent every day. He had pressure to perform, pressure to form, perform sexually, romantically, and financially. And he finally gets there, and then she says, we need to talk. I'm not happy. <laughs> and so for men, it's demoralizing. He's like, damn. I sacrificed, I spent 90% of my resources, maybe 95% on you, on the kids, on providing, and now you're still not happy? Holy crap. He's like, what What do I do now? Like, what can I do? What do I have to do now? Well, now, since you're working 16-hour days, now you need to focus on me, make me happy. I'm not happy. Yeah, somebody <laughs> says she's jealous. Oh, there's another one. Yes, yeah, she's jealous. A lot of times because now his attention is focused elsewhere and not on her. And she's like, well, I can have a career. I can do more than balance these books and pay these bills. This is the bait and switch where she wants to go back to work. I can work too. I can have a job too. This is that. That's jealousy. There are a lot of women who do become jealous. Yes, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. She becomes jealous that he built himself up. Instead of saying, hell yeah, my man did it, they'll say, because he comes back, unfortunately, and he brags about, hey, I'm the man. I did this. I got us out of the deal. We started off bad. We started from the bottom. Now we here. And instead of her going, yes, we did it, she throwing a monkey wrench in your bullshit. You're absolutely right. The support, he says, I feel like you're narrating my previous marriage. Dude, when I tell you this, man, 
because people always be like, well, you were hurt from your marriage. Dude, I was not. I was not. I basically saw what happened and I saw other men going through it. And I said, dude, this is this is like this is like the institution of marriage. This is what people go through. And then I came up with the marriage will. And so many people were like, damn, that's exactly what happened to me. Of course. Because this is what happens. Continue. Let's continue just for another minute. Do that with you. He he would. Um, the, the, I think it's for me, it's the follow up. You know, like mm-hmm. you said you were going to do like I've asked him, like, can we please go over the finances? once a month, mm-hmm. like the beginning of the month, please. And the every dollar is already done. You can see where all the money is spent and we need to go over. You but know, do you like- see, you see that, that's, I would say that's one of the big challenges because you've made every dollar. Amount- he got it covered. <laughs> okay. What, what we need to go over. Okay. You got it covered. We covered it. Was there enough? We need to go over the finances. I got it covered. What the fuck? <laughs> that's problem. She got one job and she wants to micromanage. She wants him to micromanage her. Is the job just take care of the business? What the? F- yeah. It's a different conversation to say, I right. don't feel safe. Yeah, I've told him that. I feel completely um, and totally alone without you. And yeah. when you don't participate, it's, I can do the budget. I'm a grown woman. I, I can pay our bills. Mm-hmm. I feel like you would rather kick and scream and throw a temper tantrum then help your wife feel safe. Yeah. That's a total. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is what happens when you marry. Hey, um, this is what happens when you marry suburban girls. I always tell you, Kaylee's turn into Karen. All right. We always talk about sisters and black women. This is some white woman bullshit. That's some white Karen bullshit right there, if you will. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. I mean that respectfully. This is what happens with suburban white dudes. Suburban white dudes go through this hell all the time. You go through this hell all the time, bro, because you're marrying somebody. She's Kaylee, and then she turns into this Karen bullshit. And you can't leave. You can't wiggle around. You can't wiggle out of it because you got to maintain your suburban lifestyle. And in the suburbs, believe me, most of the suburb dudes that hear this about your marriage, they're gumps. They're going to be more like Deloney. They're not going to say, man, you didn't hold masculine frame. So suburban white women, this is classic to the T, suburban white women. And then when you go to work, they drop the kids off the school, and before they go to their yoga class, they standing at the corner uh, after they walk their kids to school, and they over there campaigning and politicking. You see them all huddled up with their North Face half cut off sleeve jacket with their long, uh, with their yoga pants on and their aerobic shoes, acting like they going to work out, and they politicking on the corner. Yeah, they politicking and they throwing you under the bus. You make 250, 300, 400, 50, 11 million dollars a year and they politicking, bro. They ski jacket and Ugg boots. Yeah, bro. They out there politicking on your ass at the corner. Anyway, let's get to the rest of these uh super chats. Boy, I tell you, you can't make them happy. I'm Sarah. Dude, that is not part of the formula. It's not going to be part of the equation. If you do try to make them happy, it's a game. It's a circus game. It's a juggling act. They're going to find the one thing. And the one thing, obviously, for her is that she got to pay the bills. And I got to go back and balance the books. And I want to have one conversation. And these stumps off. What does the conversation consist of? You 
you needling him, you annoying him, <laughs> you don't want it no more. He's like, oh, just pay the bill. Reese Man, Texas, correction CGA, the girl that was fired for being too thick was wearing, oh, did I get that one already? The Gordita girl girdle. Yes, yes. The girl that, that's what I said. She had that girdle underneath making her hips doing what it is. He says, keep up the great work, my African-American friend here. Uh, look at my African-American. Look at here. me. Look at him. Yeah. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? One of the reasons that I don't really say these races of women are better than the next, I think this phenomena with the entitled American woman is destroying our country. The entitlement is destroying us. Chairman Mo checking in from China. Hi, coach and the coach gang. This woman talking to Dr. John is insane. Also, her story is full cap. So the husband finally got a good job. The family is doing well. The woman finally has control of the household and everything is going well. Then she pulls this nonsense. I remember the hard times my family went through when things finally were good. Do you know what we did? We enjoyed the peace, quiet and freedom. We did not suddenly start buying fancy stuff, complaining about petty crap and just moved on to the other things. He says there has been other struggles too, but things have been more or less on the up and up. And this woman is insane uh, to want to blow things up. Give all that, give all of that woman and Dr. John the buzzer. The only thing she complained about is that he does not want to sit. I mean, to me, he does not. She complained about the past, which is unfair because he worked. He obviously worked through it. He worked through it. She was like, well, we had to buy our parents house. We had a bankruptcy and he passed on debt to me. Yo, OK. You work through it now. It's over. And she's still harboring bad feelings about that and still using that against him. But we worked through it. And he's probably paid that seventy thousand dollars back to her. He probably didn't write her a check and say, here's $70,000, but he paid that $75,000 back. I always tell you, when it comes to money and women, when it comes to them and you break up with them or you divorce them or whatever happens, they will say you owe them money. They're always going to put their paw out. And you're going to say, well, while I might owe you that money, I bought these things for you, which weren't gifts. They weren't anniversary gifts. I bought you. I, you know, you upgraded your ring. You got an extra marital band. I bought you a bike. Remember I brought that bike home? Remember I bought that computer for you? You know what I mean? You start thinking about the things that you did for her. And she was like, well, whatever you give me, whatever they give you as a gift, I'm sorry, whatever you give them as a gift, whatever they give you is a loan. She was like, well, those are gifts. And you're like, but they got a list of bullshit and screenshots and a notebook full of things that, well, you you this and this and that. And they got a list for you at the end. Okay, you want to break up? You got to pay for all this. You're like, what? All the time you ate? All the time we went to trips and vacations? All the time that we had good food and we I brought home tomahawk steaks and I was out there grilling? All the times we went to fancy restaurants and shit like that? Now you're going to pull a bill on me? Well, those were gifts. When you when we went to Costco, when we went to Best Buy and you wanted the you wanted the big screen TV with the sound bar, you wanted to go look at furniture. So I bought that big ass oven range with the microwave with the two ovens. 
I had it installed, all the remodeling I did, all the remodeling I paid for, all the rooms we painted. <laughs> you wanted the washer and dryer with the, the new looking washer and dryer with the front load instead of the top load. Remember all of that? Mm. All the Cafalon cookware that I bought? Remember all of that? She'd be like, nope. Yeah, you were supposed to do all that. That was a gift. You owe me. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yep, all the Home Depots, all the shit that we built, all of that shit, the doghouse, the expensive doghouse, the two pets, the pet food, the vet bills. Remember that shit? You don't remember that, huh? Now, that's what you were supposed to do. You're, it's absolutely insane. The bed frame from Restoration Hardware, nothing. That means nothing. A $10,000 bed frame from Restoration Hardware. The California King mattress. <laughs> They're digging the pool right now. We got the pool. We got the awning, the electric awning. Nothing. Nothing. Mm. Nope, you owe me $10,000. You're like, God dang, bro. This is the entitlement we're talking about. What about the nanny? What about the maid? What about this shit? Nothing? Yeah, man. They just booked. Just here's the bill. He said, stop breaking counting. It's actually insane. You cannot win this game. Even when you double down on the wins, you're like, I'm just going to overdo it for my woman. They can pull the rug from right up under your foot and show up with a receipt. You owe me. He said, Rob says, John Felony, <laughs> Felony, yeah, gives zero accountability, free agent lifestyle for life. Ended up on PayPal, nothing. There's some women in here, not, my man don't do none of that. Well, that's your fault. Mm. Shock, uh, shout out to Streetside. He says, since a child, I always thought that no one wasted more time in life than those who divorced, especially after long-term marriages, yep. Because it goes for nothing. And by the way, long-term marriages um, or marriages in general that end, they're like a equivalent to a death in the family because you've killed the famil familial familial timeline. You were supposed to be in it for together forever. And we know women are more likely to pull the plug on marriages statistically. They pull the plug. You don't have a future and your past has been erased. I mean, you're stuck. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Your future's gone. Your future that you plan for is gone. It's been erased. It's like the it's like the picture in Back to the Future where Marty disappears from the picture. And they're like, what's going on here? Your future's erased. Your children's future is rewritten. And the woman's future is actually just annihilated. And your past is all gone. Your past is for nothing. Everything you worked for in the past, you can't even monetize what it means to have lost all of that time. And the catastrophe that the wife is going to experience cannot be, you can't even measure it. Her life is going to implode. Now, the first two years, she's going to think she's living high on the hog. And after that, if she's not got another superhero, right, her life is going to crumble and fall. All right. And she's going to be blaming your ass. I always tell you the story of that woman. I was getting my Manny Petty. <laughs> And I had them Asian women rubbing all on my body. They was fighting to rub on my body. I want to rub on them. And they was rubbing on me. 
And next to me was this woman who ruined the whole experience. She was in her 60s talking about her two ex-husbands, one when she was in her 20s and one when she was in her 30s, how these men ruined her life. And I was like, I'm trying to relax. Like, wait, I'm trying to relax. Them Asian women rambled all on me and this woman. And so my first ex-husband and then my second ex-husband, the whole time I was in there, I was like, bruh, you're 60 years old now. <laughs> and she's now talking about her ex-husband from when she was in her 20s, 40 years ago, how he ruined her life. Shout out to Kaylin says, in the words of Dr. B.O.A., marriage is an institution, but so is prison. Yep. So I called it the like the military industrial complex, the prison industrial complex. Marriage is the same thing. It's an institution. They call it the institution of marriage. And as such, it is damn near equivalent to the education, the prison, and the military industrial, industrial complex. No one's been able to perfect this. 15% of marriages at best are good. And that's being very, very liberal. Many people have divorced. Most people who, who have gotten married have divorced, number one. Number two, if you count the 25% of people who have either been in marriage counseling or considered divorce, that's now 75%. Now throw in the people who can't afford a divorce, stayed for the kids, won't stay because their reputation was ruined, would get ruined if they divorced. Religious reasons, they stayed for religious reasons. Tack it on. You got a very small percentage of people who actually end up Happy in marriage. And shout out to Hafiz from the uh, roommates. <laughs> the cheaper to keep them dudes. The sexless marriages. The ring game marriages. The marriages that have affairs. What? The marriages that have affairs. 20-30% or better. Please. Police. All right. Most people are miserable. Suburban white people, because you know they can't get divorced at all. They ruined their whole life. Suburban white dudes be <laughs> black women that can't stay married. What? Please. There can't be more than 10% that are actually just pulling this off like crazy. Come on. Yeah, the people who change to open marriages, the women who go to girls' nights out, that's a fail. The men who go cheat with prostitutes, that's a fail. This is all a game. Let me see here. Did I get everybody here? We're going to get ready to shut it down. Of course, I am a, um, I'm bitter and hurt. No, I'm giving you guys the hardcore truth. It is a gamble. And if you stay together, your wife, if your wife ain't throwing you under the bus, you actually won in life. Most of the time, your wife's still going to be throwing you under the bus. Even when you're working hard. This man is doing everything he can. And because he don't want to sit down and look at her little books, she's now offended. Anyway, man, shout out to the coach gang. We'll leave you with Josie. And we'll leave you with uh, the gump about to get married, getting this before he gets married. Hi, girl, Josie. I love Josie. <laughs> Josie's so drunk, but I love her.
Who has made you cry the most? Who has the nicest body? Who is the funniest? Who does your mom like the most? Who has cheated on you? <laughs> Who was the biggest liar? <laughs> Who was the best kisser? <laughs> Who do you think loved you the most? 